0: On the BBC, to all points unknown, if you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 59 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I've got Trevor. I've got Damon. we got the whole crew here today. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, did you have a good trip, Damon? I know we'll talk about it a little bit here, but I yeah, know it, was, it was a
1: good trip. It was a long drive back. We had some, you know, car mechanical issues on the way there, so it uh, made it a little bit more difficult driving. But yes, we are we are returned. That
0: is that is the worst. That's like my biggest fear. Of driving to Disney always is having like a car problem.
1: Ah, that's what you get AAA for, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> or exactly fly like right. I do. Yeah, that's true too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about it at all when you go because you don't have to worry about a vehicle. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, That's exactly right. So (laughs) that stinks, though. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip. We're going to hear more about it later in the show. Not that much later, but in a little bit here. Um, so, you know, lots of stuff to get into, obviously. So we should, we should probably get started here. Um, you want to get started. We got another email from uh, Gina who has gotten to calling herself our California correspondent, which I, I, you know, I kind of like that. She just (laughs) self nominated herself. What's that? I like that a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she took the title, so good for her. You
1: know, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna just take the title like that, we will give it to you. I agree. Exactly. I, she, yeah, she that showed is, initiative. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Show initiative.
0: <laughs> now we're gonna get a whole bunch of emails of people who be like, "I'll be your Texas correspondent," and now, it,
1: it only counts in California and Florida. We don't have a Florida <laughs> correspondent yet, so that that's the the open job position, right? That's there, true. There's there's well, no there's no pay. You don't actually even no. you usually get on the show. Um, we may read an email from time to time. I think that's about it, right? What so. about
0: like a cruise line correspondent? I feel like we could do that.
1: Oh, I don't mm. know. I think so. It's interesting because I actually may be swapping out a vacation for a cruise. So it might be me. Oh, okay. There
0: you go. Oh, well, not, and then I feel like we also need like a European. Oh, wait, that's Ziggy, though. Ziggy's our guy for like Disneyland Paris. And exactly. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. We got Ziggy for that. so um, We're covered for now. We are. Yeah, we're covered for now. And I'm going to food and wine this year. So I can be the food and wine correspondent. So. <laughs> mm, I've been to that as
1: well. I've been to that as well.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. You, are you going to be there for food and wine or is it going to uh, No, done? not this year, but not I
1: said year. I've been there, you know, yeah. before. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So back, back into Gina's. Yeah. Let's email. read Gina's. Cause it's, it's a long yeah. email. I mean, Gina, we appreciate your emails. Obviously. Yep. Um, it gives me time to catch up on my, uh, I guess on my speaking, right? It's, it's a little bit different because you have to read something. <laughs> so that's always good. All right. Hi guys. It's Gina warning another long email, which again, we appreciate. I've caught up on all. <clears throat> I'm have caught up on all podcasts. Ah, Just that. All right. Anyway, well, we're going to let you go on some things that may be (laughs) a little bit harder for me to read. We'll just kind of slide right by these. (laughs) Thanks for reading my email. I have updates for galaxy's edge. I had three more reserved days to fully enjoy the area. And I went today, June 25th, the second day of non reservation. So drum roll, please. It was open because all lower tier annual passes and cast members are blocked. We got right in no boarding time required. We did have to get a reservation at, at Olga's Cantina, but it was a smooth entry. The drinks are all pre-mixed, so no full bar area. I did buy the Yubnub, which is a tiki drink, and the tiki glass costs $50, but it is a first edition, and Disneyland is a dry park, so alcohol inside the park is special. The cantina is small and loud. Captain Rex is there, and he's like Sunny Eclipse from Cosmic Rays. He has a few old Star Wars catchphrases, but he's mostly playing tunes in the background. That was part one and two. We're going to part three now. We went on Smuggler's <laughs> Run single rider and waited about 20 minutes. The standby line was 50 minutes. I got on a decent crew and had the smoothest flight of the eight times I've ridden. I'm very jealous of it already eight times. but uh yeah, That's the, a lot. That's good, though. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's we need impressive. to come back to the crew thing later, too. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the key is getting with people who have ridden before to have a different experience of the eight times I've seen three different scenarios. I filled out a survey regarding the food and discovered that the Szechuan peppercorn was in the Ronto wrap, making our lips go numb. Is also in one of the cocktails, so if you like tangy, you may like the Ronto wrap. <clears throat> the jerky was bland and the blue milk was a vegan slushie. After my complaints, the blue milk had improved. It's still vegan, but it's not a slushy, which I think I'm on board with more as well. I would agree with that.
0: What, it being lo- not a slushy, just like cold? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. milk. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know
1: too many animals that are slushing themselves up, but...
0: <laughs> well, and this is why they had the reservation period, right? That was like their soft opening. So, of course, they're going to make some changes, right?
1: All right. After 18 hours in Batsu, I finally feel like it's integrated into Disneyland. I equated a lot to Cars Land. The virtual queuing is a good idea, and I hope WDW takes the Disneyland approach. I learned some other new info from here, but that's for another email. May the force be with you from your California correspondent. I like it. So I guess there's a, there's a lot of info in here. I mean, again, I think one of the reasons I like reading these is because then I get to talk about them first. That's always my favorite. Uh, you know, I you, I I do agree, I think, that the, the tough part of the cantina with the pre-mixed drinks, but again, you have to push people through. I just don't think there's another way around that. Like, it would be great to have this experience, but I think, you know, that's what we're going to end up with at the Star Wars Hotel when it finally comes around. You know, I think this is something that you know it still has to move a lot of people through the Star Wars hotel I'm sure that they're gonna have some sort of cantina bar area that's not going to have pre-mixed drinks so I'm okay with that you know eight different times've i ridden. I like the fact that you know she says that it is a different experience each time and you know especially when she's ridden eight times already and uh, you know the, the the tough part is it's dependent on the people which is good and bad and then you know the the peppercorn that one peppercorn yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. Spicy food doesn't bother me, so and again, you already heard my milk thing. And, and I'm good with the virtual queuing as well. I, I think there's a lot of good information in here. We really do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I was I was interested in reading this uh, on a couple things. First of all, you know, I've seen a lot of people say a big problem is that it's really hard to fly, right? And I almost wonder to myself, is it really hard to fly on purpose? And what I mean by that is. The engineers have to do something in the ride, right? So if it were really easy to fly and they were never crashing into things, wouldn't the engineers get bored because they wouldn't be fixing anything? I, I don't know. I, I, that's a weird theory. <laughs> just a weird idea. But I'm just thinking that that's uh, maybe maybe more of a feature, not a bug.
2: <laughs> so, so you think it's deliberately designed that things will go wrong so that yes. everyone's interacting?
0: Yes. Yes. I, I don't think it's literally designed that things that go wrong. I think it's just a little bit harder than you would think it would be to fly because you know I think you're supposed to crash into stuff because if you're not crashing into stuff then they're you know there's they they're not criticizing you at the end and, and the and the engineer's not doing anything i mean I'm sure there's still some built in stuff even if you don't crash into any anything that the engineer does um but in fact, I think I saw a video on some site that uh here's what happens if you do nothing. Uh, it, like somebody did a video of nobody touching any of the controls in, in the ride and what happens. Um, no, I'm not going to say I watched that video because I didn't, but <laughs> it, ex- I mean, cause I didn't want to sit there and just watch somebody not ride a ride. Um, but you know, I don't know. I just, I've seen that a bunch of times and I, I just have wondered that to myself if they purposely made it a little bit, little bit more challenging.
2: I don't know. Now I, so my only struggle with that is that. I have a little bit of gamer cred that I have to keep intact. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like, I feel it for, at least for myself, you know, if they're deliberately sabotaging the experience, then I don't know how I, how I'd feel about that. Like I, I would, it kind of like how, you know, um, like Buzz Lightyear or Toy Story. But, but
1: is it hard? Or well, is it sabotage, right? because there they're two different things at the end of the day, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, so like, Trevor, not to interrupt, but what I guess what I'm saying is like, I equated a little bit to Toy Story Mania, right? Like, dude, it it's hard to score a lot of points, but like, it's not impossible, right? And if you, once, you know, Easter eggs start coming out and things like that, maybe it's easier, but for replayability, right? So again, I don't know if yeah. I think it's more about like the deliberate part of it or just, it should be hard, so you want to go back. If right. I was scoring it, perfect scores on Toy Story Mania, I mean it wouldn't be as fun of a ride as it is.
2: You're right, and, and I guess that's what I was—that's what I was trying to say—is that you know, if if it's hard because they just made it hard, that's fine. But if it's hard because there's nothing I can do to to stop this from happening, I feel a little cheated on that because if if it comes down to my own skill is determining whether or not you know you fly the thing, same thing as Toy Story Mania is—you know, getting a high score relies on you you know, learning the tricks, learning how to play the game. And so I, I I guess I I need to see a little bit more information about, but again, I'm, I'm still boycotting it for myself because I, I want to go in blind. So,
0: so uh, so you're saying by, by boycotting, you mean you haven't watched any videos on it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I I refuse to watch anything about it because I don't actually want to know what's going on with it until I get there and I get a chance to get on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that makes total sense. I, it seems, though, from what I've seen and from what I've heard is that if, you know, it's just the controls are a little more touchy than you expect them to be. And then once you do it once or twice, then you get the hang of it. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I just have seen that as being a criticism of it a couple times there. So it's interesting, though, that, uh, you know, you're talking about the food. Uh, you know, and, and th- that they were improving it, which makes sense to me. I, I, and the funny thing about the, about, you know, Disneyland being a dry park. So, you know, getting alcohol in that cantina is kind of a fun novelty, right? Which it, it doesn't really exist at Disney world. Cause you know, you can walk around the park with drinks in your hand. So, you know, except for magic kingdom, let's, you know, let's clarify, but yeah, but and- all the other parks, you can just wander around with alcohol. So.
2: And again, cause it'll be in Hollywood studios is that you won't have, or yeah, like you said, people will be able to just wander, I guess, with their drinks.
0: Yeah, exactly. Although I I don't think they're going to let them take the drinks out of the cantina. I don't, i from what I've read, that's not allowed at all, but just the idea, I guess, of drinking, drinking alcohol in Disneyland, it feels kind of like a, I don't know, feels kind of like a novelty.
2: It, well, it, it definitely is. Cause outside of Star Wars, the only other place you can get alcohol is, uh, Club 33, I Club believe.
0: 33, yeah. 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 So, here's what I, you know, want to talk about with this. And, and you know, first of all, I, I also think it's interesting that they did open the single rider line too. I don't think that was open during the reservation period, but that, but it could have been. I, I just hadn't heard that it was. Um, But, I, here's what I want to talk about here. So, we've been, we've been talking a lot about Disney World, what's going to happen with Disney World. She mentions it in, in this email about how it was kind of dead, right? She says there's no boarding time required. Um, And, you know, we've seen a lot of reports about how Disneyland itself has just been like a ghost town and that they've almost not at all had to use the reservations. I mean, not the reservation system, but the virtual queue system at Star Wars Land. And so I'm curious, like, I I think I've seen a lot of people speculating online as to why this is, Um, you know, And I, I, I want to talk about this because I find it interesting because I, I see a lot of people posting in some of the Facebook groups, um, like, oh, it's dead at Disneyland. It's, uh, you know, I guess that means it's going to be dead at Disney World too. And, and personally, I, I, I think that that's the wrong way of thinking because they're, they're two different beasts, right? And, and Trevor, you can speak to this probably better than Damon and I can. Um, but, you know, the crowds at each one of the parks, uh, each one of the different parks is a, is a totally different crowd. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Disneyland is, is very much annual pass holders and, and that's the, the, the main group of their, of their, uh, you know, the people coming into the park and Disney World is people taking a vacation and being there for a week and, you know, even, even if uh, you know Star Wars Land wasn't a big attraction, you, sh- you still got food and wine going on. You still got Halloween going on. You still got you know all this other stuff going on around the same time that would make the other parks busy. So I, I, I as much as I hope that the parks will be dead because I'm going to be there a month after it opens, I just don't see it happening.
2: Yeah, I, I guess so. So I, I think what everyone's talking about now. The, with the park being dead, you're right. It it, it comes down to the, there's a couple of different tiers of fast or not fast passes of annual passes and the lower tier ones for California residents, those are all blocked out right now. So yeah, like you said, the majority of the locals that would normally be in the park, they're just not there. And I, I think that was deliberate on Disney's part because they wanted to make sure that this was a good experience when it opened up. And I think what's happening is that, um, you're getting the real diehard people that really want to get into it. They're doing that right now that you, you are, you're getting the serious diehard fans. The rest of them are going, no, I'm not interested. I'll wait until, you know, they're done all of the, the shenanigans and the park is back to, you know, there's no blackouts. There's no, nothing I have to deal with, which comes at the end of August. And, and of course the problem with that is that it coincides with, you know, kids going back to school and all that. So I don't think you're going to see necessarily as many um, like families in there, but you're going to see a lot of adults who have passes going back to the park. So I think the real tell is going to be when, when Disney world opens and when the, the annual pass blackout lifts for, for Disneyland, I think you're going to see both parks are suddenly going to ramp up into September, e- even though September is normally a very quiet time there. I think you're going to see you're going to see that that month very busy on both coasts.
0: You you're giving me a whole lot of like uh you know hope now that uh, not hope. I mean, you're taking away all my hope that it's going to be, you know, dead when I go. Well, cause, so <laughs> no, what I'm hoping, I don't think it's going to be. I don't believe that at all. So. Yeah,
2: I, I mean I guess what the hope is is that again, there'll be like it, it's going to come in waves, right? And I think this is what Disney's doing with this is that they if they knew that they blasted galaxy's edge out there you know open both at the same time had everything open all the rides open everyone would have been in their gangbusters like it would have been absolutely nuts and and they knew that and i think this is their way of controlling it is that they've made it less attractive to various audiences so that Mm. they're keeping those people away so that as they're opening these things up and they're getting it under control, it's giving them the time to to do these basically a a, a tiered opening of the park. Mm -hmm. And then I think this time next year, you're going to see like, you're going to see that it's going to be busy. And I, and I really think, and of course this sucks for all of us because, you know, going into October and November when we all have our trips planned, I think, I think the queue system is going to be, very much in use at that point. I think it's going to be, you know, really learning how to deal with that and how, how to use the queue system is your best bet for getting into the land and enjoying it. Because yeah, I, I I think a lot of people are just holding off right now. And, and it's funny because it was the same kind of mentality leading up to as everyone's going, you know, I'm not going to go when it's, when it opens, because everyone's going to be there when it opens. And then now it's, now it's, you know, not very busy. But people are going, well, I can't go because of this reason or whatever. And I think a lot of people in the back of their mind were thinking, well, I'm going to wait a couple of months and then I'm going to go. But now you're going to have all those people that thought, (laughs) yeah, all thought waiting a couple of months are all going to be there. So it's actually working against everybody's favor to not be the first one in the door.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I think kind of what you're talking about with the tiered opening idea, right? You know, you have... Like you said, all the hardcore people that wanted to get there early. But, you know, this 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 land's only really, you know, what, two-thirds of the way open. We're missing a whole blockbuster attraction, right? Exactly. And and so a lot of people are probably holding out, waiting for that before they go. Because, you know, not everybody is able to go to Disneyland or Disney World, you know, on a weekly basis, a yearly basis. Sometimes, you know, a lot of people, it's a every-couple-years thing. And so, you know, a lot of those people might be like, well, maybe I'll wait until that other ride's open so, you know, I get my money's worth, right? I want the whole thing to be there. Um, I could see that being a big factor in this, kind of what you were saying too, people staying away because they just assumed it was going to be busy. But if they purposely did a tiered approach like this to, you know, for a variety of reasons, for crowds, for... Uh, you know, to, to, I, to keep the headlines, I, you know, it's funny, cause I'm sure part of this too was them trying to avoid the headlines that like the, the, that, uh, ride at Universal got the Harry Potter ride. What was a Hagrid's, uh. Yeah, the, the 600 like, minute wait. <laughs> those are bad headlines. Like, right? Yeah. Disney wants to avoid stuff like that. And they were, wor- I think they were worried about headlines like that, um, for Star Wars land. And it's, and it's kind of weird cause they got the opposite, right? So now they're getting the I opposite mean, of the it, headlines of it's you dead. you
1: consider that that's a bad headline? A 10 I think hour it is. Wait?
0: Yeah. I think it's, I, well, cause it ended up being turning into okay well part of the reason why the line is long is because the ride's not working uh because they have they didn't do a soft opening because they now they're not opening it until noon every day because they got to do so much maintenance on it there was yeah. more that came that i don't, got I don't, kinda I don't know
1: if i'd consider that bad news i mean again right like the whole point of it is everyone wants to ride it so bad they're willing to wait 10 hours you yeah. look at it like that too yeah but
0: that also keeps people away though too Mm, wouldn't keep me away, but I, I mean, I guess maybe. <laughs> if I saw a six hundred minute wait for something I really wanted to go, I'd be like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." But I'd go
1: the next day. You know, I don't go for one day. <laughs> I'm not waiting ten mm. hours for anything. <laughs> so, but that, I mean, I guess that's not the point. I mean, those people that waited that single day, yeah, that's a little crazy. But again, what that means to me is like, well, I got to really ride this ride. Like, I got to, you know, wait till you know I can get in another day, or rope drop, or get in early, or. You know, something along those lines, and those are the same sort of die-hard Harry Potter fans that you know we thought we could have seen at Star Wars as well. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of. I wasn't really interested for that ride, but then you know, like people waiting ten hours, well, maybe I'm kind of interested now. Yeah, know. but
0: people are waiting ten hours for something they've never ridden and have no idea if they're actually interested in, right? It, I mean, you know,
1: it's funny. It made me go watch the video of that, and normally no, sorry, I don't watch sorry. videos of. Um, rides because again like Trevor I don't really like to know too much about them but I had to watch that I was like dude people wait 10 hours I, I gotta see what this thing's about. So
0: <laughs> that, I mean that's a, that's a fair point.
1: That's, yeah. I mean
0: I, I I saw it as more of like I felt people were criticizing the way that the lines were handled, the way that the soft opening was handled Um, like it, it seemed like there was no crowd management happening that just you know a bajillion parks a little
1: up. that park's tough anyway because the entrances to those parks are so small. It's difficult. You know what I mean? Like from my understanding is the galaxy's yeah. edge seems a little bit larger. It seems like
0: Disney did a lot of pre-work on the infrastructure to be ready for.
1: I, it. I would agree. Yeah. And, would agree. and
2: also, if you think about it, the, I mean, the Harry Potter ride, you know, we knew about that, but yeah, it, it wasn't like.
1: It wasn't even a new ride.
2: It's yeah. A, it, it was just, it was an addition to the park, right? It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't galaxy's well, uh, edge level of opening.
1: But it wasn't even that. I mean, it was a ride, you know, reimagined.
2: Right. Right. Because
1: yeah. it was Dueling Dragons. I mean, it's nothing like Dueling Dragons, but I mean, you know, it was in the same space and, you know, same sort of thing. So, yeah, you're right. It's not like it was something all brand new. They kind of had to squeeze it in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah I which, mean, they
0: tore the whole thing down, though. I mean, it was a holy roller
2: coaster, right? So.
1: Sure. But it's a, it's, a, it's a ride for a ride, right? At the end of yeah, the day, yeah, it's not yeah. a new land. It's not like there was a third park of Harry Potter, because that would have been crazy. Which they should do, but that's that. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: so I, I I think you're I think you're right, Tom. That you know th- there is a difference in the publicity, but uh, I think it, in Disney's case, it was they knew up front that the hype around it could have killed it. Like if if they had had that kind of negative publicity, that so,
1: so, so let me ask you a question, Trevor. Mm-hmm? So let's just say the first day Star Wars opens tw- twelve hours for every for the ride, right? Twelve hours for the cantina, twelve hours for everything. You really think that's going to make a difference two months later? I don't think so. Listen, like, I think they sorry, did a good job think, with it.
2: Sorry, do you mean it, would it be, would it be negatively impacted or would it? Yes. Yeah, so there,
1: there's, there's, see, so again, I look at this like there can be no negative impact because there's X amount of people. It's kind of like a cruise, right? Like, you know, there can only be so many people that can fit on a cruise. So at the end of the day, like, are you really negatively impacting The future profitability of the land, I guess is kind of what I'm looking at. I don't think so, but I mean, are you impacting? Let's just say that, you know, Trevor decides not to go because the waits are 12 hours. Someone's going to take your spot. I I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, I look at it more of like kudos, good job rather than there would have been any sort of problems had they done it a different way just hey great for us that you attempted to try it this way but <laughs> would it have really mattered let's be honest i don't think it really would have mattered
2: no i you're, you're absolutely right damon i agree i, I don't you're right I, I think even if they had completely ignored everything that they're doing now and just <laughs> yeah. opened it, it, you're right it would have ended up that way but um I, i'm looking at it from i'm thinking from like a general crowd perception. Again, not about dollars at the end of the day. Or yeah. I'm just talking about, you know, people's perception of Disney is that they don't want to be that park where everyone goes, Oh God, that place is cramped. You know, why would you go there? Right? Like they're, they're
1: trying to avoid that. But you know what I feel from this? Like for, for me personally is I feel like it's not even that big of a deal because the park really isn't crowded. Like I look at it the kind of the opposite way. Like, Oh man, maybe I'm not so hype about this because it doesn't seem like like it's even jammed. Listen, you can't win either way. I get it, yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, there can. there is something to be said about like um. You know, the ability, like, it's like a nightclub, right? If you can't get in, it must be really cool. Like, I I don't know. (laughs) The forbidden fruit. Yeah. I mean,
0: they did make it kind of, they made it kind of like that in the beginning, right? They had reservations that were, that were limited, that everybody wanted to get, right? I I don't, I
1: don't want to stand in the line. I guess that's, it's, it's kind of sounds like what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to stand in the line, but gosh, there's something about going, Wow. Yeah. Did you ride that ride? Yeah, man. That was crazy. Like that line was crazy long. But you know, we got there earlier. But we got lucky and got on an hour. But like, it, See, that's
2: yeah, what I don't you're know. looking
1: for. Is that yeah.
2: you, you want to be that guy that figured out the way around the line and said, "Yeah, not, I got to do this."
1: Not, <laughs> I, I don't think it's about you to figure a way around the line. Like, even if I had had to wait three hours just to be like, it kind of like was um. Not that it was hard to do, but it was a little more exclusive. I, th- that's the word, I guess, I was looking for. And I, I, I hate to say that because I don't want to wait on a line, but I don't know. It, it seems to me like it's not like that big of a deal. Like I, I don't feel like the hype meter is you know pinned to the right for a month. I, I don't feel like that about this. I,
2: like I said, I, I think going back to what actually did happen is I, I think Disney's own hype around it did kill them a little bit. That it, you know, a lot of people were thinking it was going to be crazy. And so that kept people from booking vacations this time of year that they normally would have to go into something like that. And then Disney Mm -hmm. further went the other way where they, they blacked out their annual passes, which just, yeah, I
1: think that's crazy though. Yeah.
2: Like it it kind of doubled down on the issue is what happened. I think because, because I think if they just left it, it would have been, yeah, kind of busy with the annual pass holders, but you know, there would have been people the, that would have just They didn't let away.
1: any pass holder. There's still levels of passes in Disneyland, so they just excluded everybody, right?
2: Uh, not no, everybody. The, the, the top passes can still get in, like the yeah, top two tiers, I think. Yeah, the okay. premium ones. I, I can't remember what they are. But yeah, the, yeah. yeah, so yeah, there, there is still a few that can get in there. But yeah, obviously, that's not the majority of the people who hold passes there. <laughs>
0: it, it's interesting to me because, uh, yeah. For a lot of reasons, I I don't think the 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 headlines of though like Disneyland is dead is is a good thing either. Like it it makes it feel like it's a failure, right? I mean that's that's not a good headline that they want either. It Kind of makes it feel like you're saying, Damien, it feels like it's not hyped up at all anymore. If no one's showing up to it, and that's the kind of that's kind of how I
1: feel, unfortunately.
0: But, but yeah, see, that's a terrible. So they, did, did Disney overmanage but, this? Is that, is that the problem here? Did no, they, because
1: I think like, you know, Trevor said that, like, I think they did a really good job at managing it, but I think there's a downside to that as well, unfortunately. I, I think he, with he a company like either Disney, either. you can't <laughs> win exactly. I think that's really what it boils down yeah. to. And I'm looking forward to the other ride far more than I'm looking forward to this ride anyway. So yeah. listen, I'll be there in, in, you know, November and I will go on the ride because I will, but like, Am I really like, I don't know, I want the other ride. I'm excited for that. The other ride to me sounds like Ellen, but like super cool. Like (laughs) that's how I feel about it. Several floors. Ellen with Star (laughs) Wars? Yes. I feel like if if she popped up on a screen, like as, you know, I don't know, a commander, like I would be okay with that. Yes. (laughs) A rebel commander, that would be great. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, I You know, the other interesting thing about this,
0: though, is that the park is dead, but they're sold out of almost all of, like, the most sought-after merch, too.
1: <laughs> nah, well, yeah, there's a problem with that buying it anyway, to resell, to be honest with you. There's yeah. also that.
2: You, but, you know, that, that's so scummy to me. I, I Like, mm-hmm. anybody who does that, like, it, just don't. <laughs> like, well,
0: people are, like, selling, like, menus from the cantina on yeah, eBay like, for, the, like... They're stealing they stuff. <laughs>
2: it's just ridiculous. Like, ugh.
0: I'm sure that they've cracked down on that at this point that they're paying a lot more attention to it, but they shouldn't have to like that's just yeah, yeah that's just messed up. But I'm talking about like they're running out of stuff that like, you know, like the lightsabers that like the nice ones and like I've heard a lot of the droid parts are, are you know, not available. Um I you know, it seems like they're they're running even though the crowds haven't been huge. They're still running out of stuff, the, which is funny to me.
2: This is deja vu to me with Pandora. Because remember with the little banshees, Banshees? yeah, Yeah, like there's always something. I don't think it actually matters how busy the land is. There's just always going to be something that is the hot commodity of the time. And for the first couple of months, this is what happens is that everybody jumps on it. And it's, you know, you know, there's this artificial scarcity that happens. And that's what causes, you know, people to take these things and sell them on eBay for ridiculous amounts of money. And then once it, you know, once Disney, you know, gets the rest of their, or their next shipment or gets it back in stock, all of a sudden it calms down and nobody cares about it anymore. Like it, this is, it, it's par for the course. <laughs>
0: I want to know who's buying menus on eBay though. Like who's buying those? Like this should yeah, just...
1: be kind of pretty cool frame though. Cause they're in that, that language, right? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, but,
0: yeah. I, so, so the answer is Damon. Damon's the one that's buying them. I would
1: never, but I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I can see it being framed and looking kind of cool. I'm not if, gonna lie to you. If
2: I could procure something like that legally, I would consider it.
1: Like <laughs> but, if you could buy it. Like if yeah. the menu, if the menu had a price for the menu on it. But you know what the problem with that is? Then, then it's not exclusive anymore. And then, do I really want to hang it up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: then it's not. Yeah, that's not exclusive anymore. Then it's just everybody can have it. So. Yeah. Limited Lim- edition. edition.
1: Yeah, there you go, Tom. But I mean, you you would probably open it and you that know would. get barbecue sauce on it or something. That's so I, 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 that, that I would die. That would immediately happen. <laughs> I, yeah, that's... exactly. Use it as a placemat.
2: exactly.
0: I think I heard people were also selling sporks from. Yes. The end, um, yeah. Which I were they like real? Were they, they, were they like metal. metal sporks? Yeah, yeah, they were metal. Oh, I thought. Okay.
2: They, what. Uh, has nobody made a Toy Story crossover for this yet?
0: Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Sporky? As yeah. is, 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 is Forky? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I,
2: I feel like that should... It should be a thing of some sort. I don't know how, but...
0: I've like, not <laughs> seen Toy Story 4 yet, and I I
1: haven't either. I
2: really? need to get around to oh, it. Oh, you guys, you got to see it. It's so good.
0: Well, I I finally just went and saw Aladdin, and uh, that was that was. I didn't see
1: Aladdin either. It was, I, I, was, I don't like going to the theater, to be honest. I you. don't
0: like going to the theater either. And actually, I you know this is an aside, but there were I don't like going to the theater because I, so I hate expensive. when people are interrupting me. You know, like interrupting my movie. And there were like four like younger teen kids in the front row just talking loudly and on their phone and running back and forth into the theater. And I was just like, man, come on. Like I, I had whoppers as a candy and I thought about throwing some at them, but I decided not to as the adult in the room. Um, but, um, but yeah, I just, I hate going to the theater too for that reason.
2: See, we, we're kind of spoiled here that, um, they've, They've started taking steps with some of the theaters where they're upgrading them to the, like, where they have the recliners. Yeah, and we it's have like, a lot of that you know, as well. Like a meal and meal and a show kind of thing. It's that, a little
1: more expensive to keep out the, the young the kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that I found has made a difference because you can go and you can enjoy it and it's quiet. And like, yeah, we, yeah. I've watched like four movies now in this new theater and like way better experience than than the older theaters. So, but I, I get what you guys are saying is, yeah, usually we like a lot of movies. I'll just wait for them to come out on Blu-ray and I'll watch them at home because, um, yeah, usually I can't be bothered to, to go and spend the equivalent of the Blu-ray <laughs> for watching the movie once. I'll but. tell you right now, like if they
0: had an option where they could say like, pay me 50 bucks, you know, and, and you can watch it from home while it's still in theaters. I'd do that. I'd pay well, I for think that. I would
2: too. Well, yeah. some of them, um, I actually saw this, uh, Cineplex was offering a deal where you, so you saw the movie and then I think you paid like an extra five or 10 bucks and then they gave you a code for the download of the movie. So you could get mm-hmm. a you could later get or like, yeah. could
0: you go back home and watch it right away?
2: No, like, like when it came out, like you, oh, but okay. you had it. You had it whenever it came out. So you. No, could... I want
0: to watch it while it's still in theaters. <laughs> I agree. Right.
2: Well, I mean, really the whole idea of, you know, them coming out six months
1: later is kind of silly at this point. You, but... Can't you, you could get a sag card and then I think you can watch them whenever they come you out.
0: Get the screeners.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that'd be nice. Yeah. But where, where this started off is I hadn't watched Toy Story 4 yet and I'm trying to figure out why the character's called Forky and not
2: Sporky. <laughs> so,
1: Cause well, he's a fork st- and not a spork. No, he's
0: a spork, isn't he? Isn't
2: he? He is know. a spork and that's just what Bonnie called him. Okay, okay, fair enough. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> so there's no
0: explanation for that in the movie. Okay. Nope. <laughs> all right, no spoilers. Sorry. We're not going to do spoilers on here, but or is Spork a brand name and they just couldn't use it. I don't know.
1: I, <laughs> that's interesting.
0: I I yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. But... <laughs> but still, who's buying uh, a
1: Galaxy's Edge spork online? I that's just that's Well, ridiculous. people cuz they're selling them. Anyway, all right, we we're we're moving on to Epcot updates. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah let, let's move to the other coast for a little there's
0: bit. There's a ton of Epcot. There's like a crazy yeah. amount of Epcot. Um, who wants to do this? Trevor, you want to do this one? So,
2: so the big things that are happening at Epcot, basically Epcot West is closing down for anyone who doesn't know what that entails. That is the, uh, um, character spots club, cool, the, uh, Starbucks. Uh, so that, so that's all club or West Epcot
0: innovations West. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or innovations West. Um, they're also redoing the Fountain of Nations and Electric Umbrella, which Electric Umbrella is actually in Innovations East. Yeah. So that's quite a lot of the area around Spaceship Earth that's going down. So, so yeah, I mean, let's they, start with by the that. Way, like, this isn't <laughs> rumored
0: anymore. This is yeah. this is confirmed by Disney. Disney put, this is on the website now. Was it September seventh? Is the last day? I think.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm so sad about Club Cool because I really want. I'm taking my parents in November, and I really wanted them to experience Beverly, and now they won't be able to, so
0: unless you go to Disney Springs and go to the Coca-Cola store and then you can get Beverly there. Yeah. We're not pay, for, pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what you do is you get the flight, right? You do the, they have like a flight. The, the sampler. Yeah. 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 And, and you do that and then you can, Beverly can be in that, but you're right. I don't, I would never pay for Beverly uh, either. Um, I don't think I talked about this in the podcast, but last time we were there uh, when we were on our trip recently, I think I told you guys, I tricked my wife into drinking Beverly, even though she's had Beverly many times. I think did I t- did I talk about this? No, you didn't. How did you so, do this? So she was dealing with the baby, right? So she was like, "Just go get me something." I was like, "Okay, okay, cool." So I just was like, I went over and I filled hers with Beverly. She couldn't see me, obviously, or she was paying attention to the baby. And I just brought it back over. I was like, "Oh, I got you the one from like Brazil that tastes like uh, mangoes or whatever." And she looks at me, cause she knows me. She, so, <laughs> she looks at me funny, and then she's like, okay, well, he wouldn't do this to me. And then she drinks it and she goes, you're such a jerk. <laughs> it's, it's like, I can't believe you fell for that. Like, I mean, it was too easy. Um, but, but, so it's worth noting, so it's worth noting, uh, the articles do state that Club Cool is going to show up again somewhere. So it's not, it's going away, but it is apparently going to return. We just don't know in what capacity. So, that's good news and we, we don't know when.
2: Yeah. So I, I I guess I guess we don't really need to run the campaign uh, campaign to save Beverly anymore, do we?
0: No, I was going to make uh save Beverly shirts, but now it sounds like Beverly doesn't need to be saved, so I guess I don't really need to make the shirts. But, you know, if you want them, we can still, you know, we can still make them. But
2: <laughs> yeah, I I I guess to our listeners, do do we need to save Beverly or do we need to ensure that that we we reiterate to disney that club cool can't go away. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. I I that's a good question. I saw somebody suggest that I thought this was kind of a cool idea. But I mean, a cool idea but also like kind of a pain in the butt idea is putting a soda at each one of the countries, like a free soda that you can get from that country at each one of the countries in the world showcase fun idea but also you then you have to go to each one of the countries you can't just try them all right there but yeah
2: that that's too much walking for sampling that's
1: <laughs>
0: but I, it's a new drink ra- it's the non-alcoholic drink around the world like you know
2: No, listen, Uh, I'm
0: not for that idea. That's a lot of walking. Yeah, I
2: I would get to Japan and I would stop and then I would go get like shaved ice or something.
0: (laughs) So um, and then apparently uh, Starbucks is uh, so the rumor Starbucks is going to move because they can't not have a Starbucks. That's uh, that's important. Um, So the the Starbucks is going to apparently move into the Odyssey. Where they're putting the uh, Epcot Experience Center, which is basically all the stuff that uh, they're going to be doing to Epcot over the next uh, in the next couple of years here. Um, so you know you got to have your Starbucks, right? But now the Starbucks is in the back of the park instead of the front of the park, so you're gonna have to walk far.
2: <laughs> so there isn't another Starbucks in Epcot, is there?
0: I don't think so. I think it was just uh, Fountain View was oh. the Starbucks. Okay. And I'll tell you one piece of exciting news. I, I said this. Previously, when we just talked about this as being a rumor, how upset I was going to be if the art of Disney was going away, because that is like my store. The art of Disney is relocating to the American Adventure Pavilion. So it is saved. It is not going anywhere. I'm so happy. Disney can continue to take my money uh, uh, for attraction posters and other art that they have. <laughs> and I'm pretty psyched about that. Um, but, you know, this is one of those things... I- I'm bummed about the fountain going. The fountain is one of my favorite things uh, at Epcot. I, I know that sounds weird, but for some reason, that stupid fountain doing the dancing, you know, uh, uh, like the dancing fountain to, to the music. I don't know. It's just it's something weirdly nostalgic for me. So I'm bummed about that. You know, I'm bummed about that going. I'm bummed about Club Cool, but I'm happy that it's coming back. I don't care that much about the character spot because they are going to spread the characters around the park. So you're still going to be able to meet those characters. Just not in all one place for now.
2: Yeah, so I guess we should probably cover that quickly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Go ahead. Know. Cover that, yeah. Um, so Minnie Mouse will be at the World Showcase Gazebo. Daisy Duck will move to the American Adventure. Uh New locations will be developed for Mickey Mouse and Goofy, but they will te- temporarily appear in Innovations West. So I guess there'll still be some smaller spaces open for Mickey and Goofy. Um, in the near future, they don't say when Mickey Mouse will move to a new location in the Imagination Pavilion, which I believe Uh, Vanellope and Wreck-It Ralph are there right now.
0: Yeah, but the, I, I think from what I've read, there is more room for that. Like the, there's a lot yeah. of unused space in the Imagination Pavilion. um, And so I, I from what I've heard that the, they're talking about expanding that. But there's also next door, there's a spot where they do a character spot for the uh, credit card holders. So I don't know if maybe they'll throw them in there. Yeah, Yeah. the chase meat thing. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they'll put it in there temporarily and they'll just kick out the credit card holders. I don't, I don't know.
2: Yeah. So, so yeah, so there's that. So I I would expect a lot of stuff will probably show up around the imagination pavilion in that, cause there was that whole theater in there from Honey, I Shrunk the Audience that's not being used anymore.
0: Oh no, it's, it's being used for the short, the Pixar short film festival is it oh yeah yeah I you haven't done that
2: you gotta do no i totally walk by that i guess they need to advertise that better so <laughs> yeah
0: no it's the pixar short oh, film okay. festival it's a it's like uh they play like four or five of the short films like um uh gosh what are they um piper it's boring do...
1: is what it is
0: oh no Lava. it's great uh feast is my favorite one um yeah, there's a, it's it's good. It's good. Oh, okay. I mean, I
1: mean. It's, well, there's there's no replayability there. It's a no,
0: one it's, and done. That's fair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so, so so back to to characters. So um, also, um, Goofy will not be in the park after a certain point. Um, we won't know where he is, or we're still waiting to hear where he's going to be. Uh, Joy is moving as well, and we haven't heard where. That's kind of a big one because Joy and Sadness are are fairly new um and winnie the pooh is going to be moving to the united kingdom pavilion which i didn't even know winnie the pooh had a meet and greet in epcot but i
0: don't think he did (laughs) i think he's i think he's gonna now start appearing at at you i don't i don't think it's i think it's a new thing as opposed to a moving thing because i'm trying to i I don't even think he had one before
2: yeah that seems like a weird one to me i don't know i I, i don't know either (laughs) <laughs> I think it's because I can go see him at Crystal Palace, and I'm also crossing my wires here. I was like, well, but he's over by Splash Mountain, but that's Splash Mountain in Disneyland that he's nearby. It's not the same in Disney World. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so, uh, okay, I guess I can see why they would want to have a Winnie the Pooh meet and greet. That's fair. Yeah, sure. Um, Baymax, I'm really sad about that he's going away, and they they don't have any return for him. I that like is Baymax. disappointing.
0: Yeah. Baymax is a cool character, reading.
2: Yes, I. I mean, I'm a big fan of Big Hero Six to begin with. So, yeah, that one's. I'm. I'm glad that I've gotten to meet him in the past. So, you know, I will take it. But yeah, I'm. I'm sad that they decided to replace him. But I, I get it too. You know, it's he's not. He's not part of a major franchise like the other ones. Like Big Hero Six is very niche, I guess. So. I can accept it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Try to deal with it. It's, it's yeah. tough. It's a tough one. We're losing a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: so yeah, that, that's a lot of character shuffling, which, uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll have to see how the, all that shakes out by the time we go on our trip. And then also, um, electric umbrella. So, so that was the other one that we talked about. Um, it's, it says it's set to be extensively remodeled but nothing has been officially announced yet
0: I think like, that one did get announced uh, I think maybe this was uh, from an older article because I think it did later get announced so Oh okay yeah
2: So did did anyone actually go there? Like I, I
0: went there once and it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> okay, so
2: so it wasn't just me. We we went there on our honeymoon. So th- this was like 17 years ago and we ate there once back then and every time we've walked by it since we we kind of looked at the menu and we decided that it's just not somewhere we want to eat. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it.
0: <laughs> well, cause the, the problem with it is it's burgers and fries yeah. and hot dogs in a place that is filled with all sorts of kind of fun and exotic food. Yeah. Right. So but, like, that, why but, would you eat there?
2: <laughs> yeah. That's the problem is it's like, every time I look at it, it's like, well, there there's 50 other things I could eat in this park that are better. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just it's just well located, basically, yeah. right? It's in it's in a well traffic spot. Yeah. So.
2: Oh, and actually, I see it's gonna it's going to officially close this winter. The last day is November twenty third, which is the day that I leave for my trip. So it will be open while I'm there. Hooray! I, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's great. Hooray! Yeah. Hooray! I won't go. Um, maybe there I'll have anyway. to go just to say goodbye. You know, it's just. <laughs> well,
2: no, no, uh, we we, we weren't on speaking terms. So. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that Mouse Gear is going to get remodeled too because I I feel like it it needs a remodel.
2: It does. It's it looks kind of really dated.
0: It looks very 90s.
2: Yeah, that's I the mean, same that's, problem with the fountain too. I mean, that's
0: I most of most of Epcot looks very 90s, right? So <laughs> that's why they're doing this. So I I don't know. I, I Damon's been very quiet about this. I don't know if he's just uninterested or if he's I, mad, I'm not but... interested. Yeah, <laughs> you don't care about all this stuff closing.
1: I mean, besides, you know, Super McCool's, uh, no, not really. And Super- that, now that that, that now that's coming back, I'm not really sad. I mean, I'll be upset that I won't be able to go to Club Cool when we're there, but other than that, no, that's the only thing that has any concern for me.
0: I remember when I went there. I don't know if anybody remembers this, and maybe I'm just making this up in my head, but I seem to remember when I went there in 1999. When I was You're younger. definitely making this up in your head. No, I, I swear it no. no. <laughs> It's nineteen ninety nine. Uh, and I remember they had a thing set up at the entrance to Club Cool that it was like a big inflated like tent and they had artificial snow happening inside the tent. So like when you before you got into
1: Club for Cool for Coca Cola? Yeah. Yeah, that might be true.
0: I I seem to remember that somebody write in. If you remember that, it it was—I swear—it was was 1999. And I remember you before you walked into Club Cool, you walked through this this big tent, and there was it was snowing in there before you walked in, and it was cool. I mean, you know, Club Cool was it Club Cool? (laughs) Yeah, it was Club Cool. No. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> no, but I just, I distinctly remember that, and I don't know why, you know, it's, you know how, like, you remember trips from when you were a kid, you just, like, remember certain little things, like, mm-hmm. and that's one of those things that just always stuck with me, and I, I, I don't know why, but, anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'm sad to see the character spot go, it was nice to have all those characters right there in a row, and I'm sure they'll, they're gonna figure all this out, but. Um, you know, I, I I think these things are, you know, this is, this needs to happen, right? This, we need to, we need these things to happen. Epcot, it's going to be painful in the short term, um, but it's going to be great in the long term, right?
2: Yeah. And, and I hope that with galaxy's edge opening up that like, I, I feel the, the balance has been, uh, Hollywood studios was very limited for a long period of time. And I'm kind of hoping that, you know, hollywood studios is going to open up now and feel like you know you can spend a little bit more time there and that's kind of the trade-off that we're going to get is you know as they shut down epcot to do all these renos and everything is that we have somewhere else to go and it's not just that you know there's it feels like epcot is more cramped which it's really not but i think it's going to feel very cramped once they start closing these places down
0: no, you're right though. I, I think they're waiting to do certain projects until other things open, right? Like yeah. it's, it's like, okay, one thing opens, we close another thing and then, you know, like kind of, kind of that back and forth type of thing. I, I think that makes sense. And I think they're, they're doing that deliberately. I, I, I would think, I don't know, but yeah, yeah I, by Did the way, have you, go ahead. Sorry. I
2: was going to say, is there, is there anything else we want to talk about at Epcot today?
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, um, have you guys seen pictures of the entrance way without, the um, I guess let's call it the monoliths <laughs> the <tombstones. laughs> on the right hand side, yeah, the tombstones. Yep. Because man, does that open that entrance up? <laughs>
2: I like, like it. all
0: I could think of was like so much room for activities. Like that's all I could think of. <laughs> but it looks awesome.
2: Yeah, I I never I, I always made a point of going around those because yeah, it's it's just too easy to get like if there's a lot of people you can get kind of stuck in there. So.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm glad. I'm. I'm kind of glad that they're gone. I'm not gonna lie. I never really liked them. And, and,
2: and I'm sure that people who have pictures there. I'm sorry that you know your family photos aren't there anymore. But
0: but they yeah, they're it, moving it though. They didn't destroy them. They're moving right. them elsewhere. So but
2: but it, it just wasn't functional. Is what no. it came down to.
0: <laughs> no. Okay. So yeah. um, do we want to? I, I I think this is a topic that you'll be interested in, uh, Damon, with the uh, the new restaurant in Japan opening randomly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No? no, no,
0: you know, really, it's a signature dining know. experience. Look at this thing.
2: This is, I mean, this is really expensive. <laughs> yeah. like first it's of all, word is exclusive. Exclusive. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: exclusive because it's really expensive. <laughs> so, um Yeah. So this, first of all, how did this even open? So all of a sudden, because. I swear to you, the last time I saw like pictures of this, like it was still like a dirt area. Like I feel like that they didn't do any work on this and it just opened. Like it's very confusing to me.
1: But it looks awesome.
0: I mean, I guess if you're if you're into that kind no, of food, I, I mean, it's not really my yeah, thing. Forget, forget about the
1: food. I think it, the the, the actual restaurant looks awesome. Yeah. Oh no, it looks for sure. beautiful.
0: <laughs> oh, it looks gorgeous for sure. Um, but I mean, the, ta- the so what is this? The the tasting menu starts at one hundred and thirty dollars a person.
1: But is it, is it tasting menu only or can you get any other thing?
0: I, it looks like you can do different, like individual entrees, right? I don't know. This is really a confusing
2: thing to me. <laughs> I guess my question is, is, is it rude to split that tasting menu amongst about, about four people?
0: <laughs> Probably not allowed.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Although there is a DVC and AP discount. So you, there is that. I
1: don't eat fish or beef. So this is not going to be the place for me.
0: And you know what? That's the same thing for me, Damon. I'm not into sushi. I'm not into beef. So this is not a thing for me, but I'm sure it is for some people. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be all about this.
2: I am really into sushi, but I will not pay this much for sushi.
0: (laughs) It's also worth noting, too, this is one of the few Disney restaurants that has a dress code besides resort casual. So, if you think you're gonna show up in your shorts and uh you know polo shirt like I would uh not gonna happen you gotta dress nicely at this restaurant, which makes sense for the price and and the kind of fanciness this is right
2: yeah that that's also a detractor for me because uh, i I never bring anything fancy on my
1: trips so <laughs> i I usually bring one outfit, but unfortunately, like i said the the whole menu i don't do you know beef, don't do fish, don't do mushrooms, so like I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really duck is a little gamey for me. I'm I'm sorry to say. Like that would be the only thing that I would, would consider. And I just I'm not I'm not a fan of Duck. Like I don't love Duck so much that I'd go seek it out. Mm. Kinda know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think I think that hundred and thirty dollar one is like a like a first course, second course, third course yes. course. Yeah, like that's a it's like a whole like, you know, chef's choice type of thing, right? Like N- I think that's what I've seen. And you can do a wine and sake pairing for another $75. So that's not even with uh, any drinks or anything. So,
2: so I I guess that's on the same level as like Albert and her Victorian Albert's. Albert's. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Is that, I mean, Victorian Albert's is a legit, like that's a, is that a four star restaurant or five star? It's, it's, it's one of the only, uh, I think it's one of only two, like four diamond restaurants in all of Florida. I, I don't know. It's consistently, you know, one of the top restaurants. But I I don't know. Maybe, Hmm. maybe. I I don't know. Too expensive for me, though. I'm out. I'm not doing it. (laughs) So, (laughs) and plus, I don't want any of this food at all. Yeah, I'll
2: I'll be downstairs at the quick service getting my sushi because
0: does the does the quick service at Japan have good sushi? Uh,
2: It's all right. Yeah, yeah, not that good. I mean, I mean, it's (laughs) it's better than the stuff you get at the grocery store. So,
0: (laughs) well, yeah, it's you know it's not gas station sushi but
2: no (laughs) no it's not
0: (laughs) all right well i just wanted to bring this up because i thought it was interesting i feel like it just i remember when they announced that it was going to open in summertime i'm like really i was like really it's gonna open because i don't i don't feel like they've done any work but apparently it was all done so there you go it does look beautiful the food looks good if you're into that sort of thing but it is super pricey so before we do your detour, Damon, we really quickly have to do our, our ad here. So, uh, uh, Anybody else want to say anything else the, about the shop before we do the ad? Nope. Nope. All right. Let's talk about our friends over at a DVC Rental Store.
2: Are you a frequent Disney visitor and want to save hundreds, even thousands, on your next Disney trip? The DVC Rental Store wants to help you book a dream vacation for less. DVC members, this is great news for you, too. Want to rent your points for some quick cash? dvc rental store wants to work with you they are currently renting out points at a record pace for years the dvc rental store has been helping guests stay at disney deluxe resorts at an affordable price while also paying members for the highest price for their points want to learn more you can go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-dvc-rent which is 382-7368 and let them know that welcome home sent you again that's dvcrentalstore.com or one eight five five dvc rent
0: That's great. So, yeah. And, you know, our listeners out there that are members or ones that are, you know, we have all, ser- all levels of Disney listener that listens to the show. You know, we have folks that are just like Disney and don't care about DVC. We have people that are thinking about DVC. We have DVC members. We have people that have been DVC members forever. We've got the whole, we run the whole gamut here. So... Uh, you know, those of you that, you know, you have those extra points, you don't know what to do with them. You know, maybe you got a lot of points and you can't go this year, make yourself some extra money, rent them out. And then those of you that are thinking about DVC, there's no better way than trying it out first. Uh, I, I think that's a good way to do it, right? Try before you buy. I, I think that's a smart move, right? So, so talk to those folks. They're great. So Damon, would you, let's talk about uh, let's talk about your little trip that you took.
1: Yeah, it was a long trip, uh, a lot of driving involved. So, <laughs> longer I mean, than Disney or shorter? Longer. It's a it's a fifteen hour drive. So we we ended up stopping in Nashville on the way there, but drove the whole thing back. So again, because I love amusement parks and I love Dollywood, we decided to go out to Silver Dollar City, which is in Branson, Missouri, and kind of check out the park and and do some other things there. So you know it, it was a it was a great park i mean again the the ride was tough but the one thing i found interesting was we stayed at the welks resort and their um byline is also welcome home uh, so i do have a pen <laughs> that says welcome home welks resort and actually that's how they greet you as well which i found kind of interesting to be it honest interesting with you. yeah that just
0: means we can copyright that phrase <laughs> nobody's nobody's copyrighted <laughs> that one <laughs> um
1: and so we you know we stayed at the resort it was it was a nice hotel they had a you know a little bit of um a pool with, you know, a larger water slide and, you know, workout area. And they have actually um a theater in, in the Welks, obviously it's a Welks resort, right? So they have a theater there and they were playing Shrek. But, you know, overall Branson is set up very much like uh, Pigeon Forge and, and, you know, everything like at Dollywood. So, you know, we ended up going there on a package and doing one of the riverboat dinner cruises. Which was pretty cool. Uh, the food was just so so, and the show was, um, <laughs> it was funny because it was so bad, right? <laughs> like, oh, no. the, the kids were not <laughs> that interested in it, but like we found it very funny because it was just kind of bad. But it was entertaining, so I'm okay with that. And again, it was part of the package. Um, so we ate at a few different places. There was, you know, a lot of locals from Branson, Missouri, and it's, man, this breakfast place we ate at was really, really good, and um. You know, more, I guess for our listeners, and it was cheap. Let's just, I will tell you that one of the reasons we went out there is because it was a very inexpensive vacation. So with the hotel, the dinner cruise and the park tickets for, I guess that's four nights. And we got two rooms because like, you know, it's, it's not like Disney, like the rooms are a little bit, you know, they're four people really only. And you know, my boys are a little bit older that, So we actually did two rooms. It was $1,800. Like that's cheap. That's not bad. No, that is definitely cheap. So, you know, more importantly, you know, talking about the parks, I think that's actually where it gets very interesting. So, the park is, you know, it's it's like, um, you know, old school America. You know, it's based on that, you know, silver dollar mining sort of thing, right? Like, that's what it's based on. So, what I found very interesting is it, it is you know, it it is a really, really great park. It's smaller though. And the nice thing about it is, is that there is, you know, a lot of things that Disney kind of has to redo, like repaint, redo this, redo. you know, it all just fits there. Like, okay, so there's a little paint knocked off there or, you know, there's this, it all kind of fits in perfectly. And they have a a lot of their old rides are still there. So it's, it was interesting. So some of the rides were very old. So there's this one called, I think, Grandfather's Mansion, you know, Grandpa's Mansion, whatever it is. And, and what it is, it's probably from when the park opened is in the 1960s. I'd have to look it up uh, when this ride was there. I think the park did open in 61. You know, it's like kind of like a fun housey sort of thing where, like, you know, you walk through this small little, you know, house, I guess. And, you know, there's weird mirrors. There's tilted floors. You know, you actually have to, like, pull on these metal bars to, like, climb up through the floors. Like, but... It's cool because it's still there. You know, it's that thing that like, I kind of harp on about Disney. Wouldn't it be great if we just keep every ride, right? You know, under the sea, you know, like, you know, with 20,000 leagues under the sea, whatever that one was, like that's ah, a great ride. Alan, like it was kind of cool because it seemed like they kept all their rides. The Everything's other, but,
0: like frozen in time there basically. Yes. Yeah.
1: And it's set up so that you really can't see anything except what's right in front of you and that's says is based on trees so they left a lot more trees than i felt like dolly would have they, they both are actually owned by the same company um so and the walkways are very very small so it, it's one of these parks where you kind of feel like you're alone it, what i equated it to is i felt like i was in a movie um that's what i kind of felt like so hmm. that was kind of neat because you know we actually went into one of there's a, a church there um, one of the mornings, and it was funny. They made us, you know, sing hymns, I and mean, made us, you know, we were in there, and they said, "Hey, let's sing some hymns." Like there was, there's a lot of that going on. But again, you feel very isolated. You feel like you're kind of in like a. I know it's not really the same time frame, but like a little house in the prairie, sort of feel like like a historical was, village kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I think there's people that actually live there as well. Like, so oh, wow. I, this is what I'll give you as an example. So there's <laughs> security there, and the guy's dressed up as a sheriff, but like he's got a real gun like he's the sheriff of silver dollar city like yeah and he's not toting around like a glock or anything like he's got a six shooter you know what i mean like it's kind of cool like there's a lot of that like you know the shows everything truly there's really nothing that pulls you out of you know what you're kind of feeling in terms of You know the environment and that's what was really neat you know even the modern roller coasters there's one called time traveler um and again there was two rides there that i felt were you know top 10 list of rides for me time traveler is this really weird sort of you know roller coaster where it kind of twists but not like spins to make you sick but it turns and you know the way they have it set up because it is a smaller park is you know there's a lot more interaction with the staff members. Because there's you know, not as many people. Um, so that time traveler was great. But then they had a wooden roller coaster, which I've never seen a wooden roller coaster do corkscrews, honestly. And oh. it did. Whoa. And it was, yeah, it was really cool. Um, and then there were other two rides that we did enjoy. The one called Powder Keg, which was kind of neat because that was kind of like Lightning Rod at Dollywood. But, you know, the themed a little differently. But here's the thing. So the food was really good and cheap. Um so one one day we had like skillet, you know, like chicken fajita skillet, very inexpensive. Um the other day like the kids had corn dogs, which they were the best corn dogs they've ever had. They said everything was very inexpensive, but like T shirts. I got a T shirt for twelve (laughs) dollars. (laughs) <laughs> and it was really nice like you know what I mean like it was really nice so I think that a lot of that part of it w- was was really fun like I said I mean we had a good time we probably could have done the park in a day if we had pushed ourselves but we you know went to the park and stayed to like three four and then left Um it was just it was a really nicely done park the way that it's set up to get in and out is just themed absolutely perfectly so you walk into the kind of the town square that's at the beginning and then it branches off uh, I think three different directions and it was just – it was extremely well done. Um, so those two rides were there. Like I said, the powder keg, they had like a fireman's area in the back uh, for the younger kids, which is kind of like that carnival sort of festival sort of thing. That was pretty cool. And, you know, there were some big rides. Like I did not get to ride because we had my daughter, so we kind of swapped back and forth with for certain rides. Like we rode powder keg. My wife did not. And they she rode – gosh, I forget the name of the other one – wild something, I think. And I did not. But – it was, there was intense rides. Like this Thunderation roller coaster was fast. It's one of the fastest ones in the US. And I was like, you know, we went on it. My daughter's like, oh yeah, I'll go on that. And I was like, ah oh, yeah, I think that you might have made a bad decision here, but it was <laughs> really, really fast. So again, I had a great time. Um, it was a park that I wanted to go to at least once. You know, 15 hours is a long time to drive there. I don't necessarily know if I would do that again, but, but overall it was, uh, you know, it was definitely a fun experience. I think the theming was absolutely perfect. And again, everyone there is so nice. Even at the Welks Resort, we were saying is that whatever it lacked maybe in amenities and, you know, newness was far surpassed in, you know, customer service. So I thought that was really nice. So Again, definitely a great place to visit. I really enjoyed it. They have some really good rides. Theming's absolutely wonderful. Food, you know, very good and, you know, relatively inexpensive. And there's a lot to do. Like I said, we did go-karting. We did mini golf. We did a lot of other, the mountain coaster. There's zip lining. There's a lot of other things to do in Branson. Um, oh, the one thing we did get to go see, which the kids were so mad about. Um, <laughs> we went to a fish hatchery. There's a lot, like a oh. big, huge fish hatchery that's right next to the dam. That's free. It's, you know, uh, Missouri conservation, you know, state conservation area. And it was really kind of neat. You can, you know, 25 cents, you get some fish food, you can feed the fish. They had copperheads there, like, you know, live copperheads and other cool animals to see, you know, and that was, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. And the lake there, table was, I think it's table lake, whatever. It is like crystal clear and gorgeous. Um, we didn't do anything on the lake besides the river cruise, but you could just tell it was, it was really, really nice. So that was our trip. That was our trip.
0: Wow. Yeah, I just I just pulled up a I just pulled up that uh, time traveler one that you're talking. <laughs> Dude, about. it was
1: really fun ride. And it yeah. looks
0: pretty cool. It looks like you sit back to back with people. You do, and, and it, actually, like, it kind of twists and turns as you go. It
1: does, and the best part of the ride for me was is again because rides don't really freak me out so much is that seeing the expressions on other people's faces because as you turn, you kind of like meet up with two other people, right? <laughs> Man, it was hysterical to actually like see there. There was the ride i went on there was a mother and a son that were you know opposite us in the other car i actually had rode twice so i when they were in the opposite car and he was like freaking out he was an older kid like he must have been like you know 16 17 18 but it was just kind of funny to see the expression on people's faces (laughs) as you're riding because you normally don't get that and the way that it kind of turns um and you're in the woods it, it was really kind of cool and it's that whole steampunk theme so they're trying not to like break that mold of this mining town. Like it's, you know, steampunk and time traveler. Like it was kinda cool. Awesome. So,
2: yeah. That, yeah. I was gonna say I almost thought that it looked like Dino World, but this seems a
1: lot more no. intense than that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a lot more intense than that because there's some loops in there. Yeah. There's some like there's some pretty cool stuff. But again it was a ride that I had not seen anything like that before. And again, Outlaw if you watch the point of view, you know, the point of view it is it's a fast, weird roller coaster. You know, it goes on its side and it's a wooden roller coaster. Like it's pretty cool. Like my wife was saying that was probably her favorite ride there. And it was a lot different than, you know, anything we've ever seen at other places. So I thought that was fun. I always like to go on new and different rides because I mean the roller coasters are roller coasters roller coaster sometimes and, and these were a little different. So
0: Yeah, I just I just pulled that out I run up one two, two, yeah. That's no, where I have it's the shirt cool. from. Yeah. yeah, I got the
1: shirt from there because the I thought that was pretty cool. And again, the, the theming for everything, the shirts and, and everything there. And there is a cave, and it was, it was very disappointing. We weren't able to go to the cave. It's at the beginning of the park because it was lightning. And uh, they don't let people in the cave when it's lightning. And, you know, we weren't going to specially stay for the cave because we had done... There's another cave in, you know... The, Wait, what? In, By Dollywood. There's a cave. The, the park was actually built around a cave. Okay, but, but they won't let you in the cave because of lightning?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean yes. that's that's interesting. That-
1: that, that seems like the
2: opposite, but okay.
1: Oh, I, I wouldn't want the ground to get struck by lightning and um, seal me in a cave, that's for darn sure, or knock mm-hmm. anything off, or... I guess that could happen, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair. That sounds uh, like would... a
1: rule because of something
0: that's
2: happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, a cave seems like a safe place to be in a lightning storm,
1: but yeah, I guess if... It does oh, feel so, like so, so, so looking about the, the laws of lightning, a climbing magazine, rock shelters and cave entrances are also dangerous because lightning will travel along any surface to reach electrical ground. Mm.
0: I like that you Googled this and found out the answer. (laughs) I did. I felt like I needed to. Well, (laughs) (laughs) thank you today. I learned something and I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) So it was, it was a little disappointing that we weren't able to do that, but we did get to do everything else in the park. And like I said, the food was very good. Um, I, I thought it was a worth it trip. My kids would probably disagree. My daughter would probably say it was okay, but no one liked being in the car 17 hours on the ride home. Cause you know, 15 hour trip is really 17 hours with, you know, gas Stopped, stoppage, food stoppage yeah. and all that. So
0: yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's rough. That's a long trip.
1: Yeah. I think if I was to do it again, our original plan was to stop at Dollywood cause they opened that new section of Dollywood on the way back, but you know, I was vetoed by my wife because she had to work on Friday. So yeah i can't really say too much still got to pay the bills at the end of the day <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the most important thing here yeah um, yeah no that's 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 really uh sounds like you had a good time
1: yeah no it definitely was a fun time
0: that's good well thanks for for sharing all that with us uh it's, it sounds cool. I, uh, you know, it's, I, I, I wish I got out to more parks because I, I just love amusement parks, even though I don't love, you know, like crazy roller coasters. I just love but amusement I, I, you parks. You know, this would out. have
1: been one of those parks is there's, there's a bunch of rides that you probably wouldn't have done, Tom. Yeah, So yeah. It, it would have been a tough sell because the park is a little bit smaller. I mean, it would have been nice, but like, you know, maybe you're spending three, four hours there. You know what I mean? Like, sure. unless you did a lot of shows, I think that if you, you know, there are, a lot of rides that you probably would not have wanted to go on, but it was interesting. You know, it's definitely different to see different amusement parks, especially things that are in different parts of the country. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm a sucker for roller
2: coasters as well. So yeah, that sounds like somewhere that I would want to go. Oh, definitely. It it actually, it kind of reminds me that there's some over in Europe as well that uh, I, I feel like that time traveler one is something inspired from a, a similar roller coaster I've seen in Europe. Okay. So yeah. Well
0: and as much as I'm not I I'm I love roller coasters, like looking at them and you know, I love I, I love things about them. I, I don't Always love riding them, depending on the roller coaster. So, but I am a roller coaster enthusiast in a way that where I'm not always riding them. I I I am a nerd about them, but not the physics and design is is appreciated. (laughs) Exactly. Let's let's call it the I. You know, when I went on that trip in 1999, and uh, a Disney cast member asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up, up, my answer was an Imagineer. So, because I I just loved roller coasters. I I loved you know I love rides and you know all the technology behind these things. So sometimes I go to stuff at Disney that I don't find even all that particularly interesting just, but I just enjoy the technology piece of it, you know, um, like, uh, bell, the, um, Bell's, uh, the, the, to- the storytelling thing with bell. I, I don't know why I'm forgetting it. Bell's enchanted tales. I go, I, I'll take that my daughter to that, even though she doesn't know what's going on, uh, because they have like three of the coolest effects I've ever seen in, a, in, a, in, anything at Disney in that, in that <laughs> little show. So, yeah, so I'll go just for that, <laughs> you know, but anyway, that sounds like you had a great time, Damon. I'm 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 glad you uh, glad you enjoyed yourself. Yep. Are we are we losing you, Damon? You gotta you gotta. No, leave us? I, I got
1: a few more minutes. I gotta um, you know multitasking anyway, so I'll stay in for a few more minutes as I finish up. Uh, All right. Finish up an article for the website. Right. <laughs> well, why don't Speaking we go back of the to the website? <laughs> can we can we talk about
0: oh. our website really quickly? Because we, what, we act- what are we talking about again? Well, uh, we haven't brought up uh, this. You know, this happened after the last show that we now uh, have a good a good link to our store. Oh, that's true. Yes, um, yeah. we do. So anybody that wants to buy some welcome home gear, except for hats, um, we don't have hats, um, just because the
1: store we're offering this through, it's more shirts and mugs and all sorts of did, things. Did, didn't I also put, um, all the episodes in one spot? How did that work? What was that? Yeah, like, yeah that's right.
0: Yeah. You did, you did. You, so Damon redid the site a little bit. So we actually no, have a that, function, That's, that's a lie. It still looks the same. Uh, yeah. But okay. So if you want to go to check out our store, it's store.welcomehomepodcast.com. So, store.welcomehomepodcast.com you can find all of our shirts and all sorts of other fun stuff there. So we we put that on the Facebook but we know we have a lot more listeners here than we have Facebook followers. So store.welcomehomepodcast.com check it out, buy some stuff if you want to. Um you know, rep us at the parks and and stuff like that. So
1: But, but what did I call the what did I call the um the link for all the episodes?
0: Um I don't remember. <laughs> actually, I,
2: don't mean, I don't either we'll, we'll have to clean all that up and yeah
0: yeah we'll, we'll have to find that yeah. <laughs> but we're
1: we're working on the website
0: just you know where we are doing some. The, yeah the,
1: the plan is to have that you'll be able to go to the website to listen to the episode should you actually want to do it that way for yeah. some unknown reasons i don't know why but <laughs> it felt like shop. doing it that
0: way you could <laughs> <laughs> so anyway sorry sorry trevor i interrupted you what were you going to say
2: uh I was gonna say so so not even uh, you know, repping us in the parks. I actually wanna see people, you know, if, if you buy a shirt, wherever you are, show us where you're wearing our shirt. Oh. I want to like see that. it around the world.
0: Yeah. I like that. That's well, a good we, idea.
1: Here's another interesting thing. My boys refuse to believe that anyone could possibly listen to our podcast because you know, they're <laughs> thirteen or fifteen and they're like, you know, too cool for school. And, um, so I said is that I guarantee you when we go to Disney that someone will come up and say something if yep. I wear the shirt. So if that is the case, by all means, someone needs to come up and say something just to prove my boys wrong.
0: Oh, oh man, that's, I, I wish I could be there for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man, that's, that's amazing. I, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I understand why a teenager would be like, why would anybody listen to this? I, I think my parents fall into that category. Uh, like why would anybody listen to you talking about anything? And I, I wonder the same thing. Don't get me wrong. I wonder why anybody listens to this, but, <laughs> but a lot of you do and seem to like it. Cause you tell us that you like it. So, yeah, um,
2: same yeah. for me, honestly, my, my family, they know I do a podcast, but I don't think they realize how big this thing has become.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that makes it sound like we're, you know, getting big egos here at Trevor's. <laughs> no, it, but,
2: but I mean, honestly, even I don't believe it either oh, sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like true. the amount of people that reach out to us and, uh, yeah, the, 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 the feedback we get is like, I, I was actually expecting, you know, there'd be like 10 people listening to this podcast. <laughs> that's about what it is. <laughs>
0: that's about what we're pulling these days is about 10. So. Yeah. Um, except in Kuwait, where we're doing very well, as I mentioned before, thir- number 37 in uh, travel and uh, leisure. So There
1: you go. <laughs> See, now you're going to get me for a few extra minutes because I, I broke the website already, so now i got to go fix it. <laughs> I'll tell you. Man. Wait, does
0: the store part still work?
1: No, the store part still works. Okay, the, I was cool. trying to find the link for the audio files, and I ended up breaking the site, so now i got to go and fix it.
0: I have to, we should throw a shout out out there to our, to our buddy, Jeremy, who uh was the first purchased on the, on the uh, store. So thanks yes. to Jeremy. Thank you for that. I think he bought a mug with our logo on it. So that's cool. And uh, maybe a shirt as well. So thanks, man. Appreciate it. We <laughs> hope you your enjoy your merch. Yeah. Let us know. Like, show us a picture. We want to see it. So, yeah. So anyway, we were going to talk about American adventure, right?
2: More importantly, we were going to talk about barbecue. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so the last time I went into what is the Liberty Inn to get a meal. First of all, this reminds me of the electric umbrella conversation, right? Where yes. it's it's basic, right? It's burgers and hot dogs, which is fine for America, right? Sure. But it's not even really it, it, very good, right? And the last time I went there was maybe two three trips ago. And my memory of it was not the food, but a very drunk man uh, yelling as, you know, the, the, the little, um, the little drummers come out. Mm-hmm. A j- very drunk man just going, yes, US. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, no. and that's my memory of that. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I, I like the idea. So for those that don't know, it's, it's going to be closing and they're going to change it into a barbecue restaurant. Um, with a, a smoker, I guess out front or somewhere like where you're going to be able to see the smoker that they're making the food in, which is kind of it, cool.
2: It's not about seeing the smoker.
0: It's about smelling the smoke. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. That's that,
2: that will, that will permeate that whole area and it'll be wonderful.
0: <laughs> I agree. And you know, they had a barbecue booth there during a uh, flower and garden. I almost wonder if that inspired this idea. If that barbecue booth was super successful and they were like, okay, maybe we can make this work here. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Right. But I'm excited for this. I think this is great. I, I think I think it's a smart move. I, not that burgers and hamburgers don't scream American at you, but I mean, I feel like the having a barbecue restaurant I, in a weird way feels a little more American. I don't know. And maybe so, they'll still have burgers and hamb- I mean, burgers and hot dogs. I don't
2: know. So yeah, and and, and for me, you know, kind of like you said, same problem with the electrical umbrella is that I've written off the Liberty in um, many, many times because I don't want that. But barbecue is something that, um, we do get barbecue up here, but I always love finding Southern barbecue, which is not very easy to find in Canada, believe it or not.
0: (laughs) I mean, that doesn't shock me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, so I'm very interested in this now. And, and, And yeah, just, just that change alone makes this new place very interesting to me. And I will actually go out of my way. And I'm sure once I smell the smoker that, you know, I'll probably do a ninety degree turn and my wife will wonder what's going on. <laughs> and and then I'll be ordering brisket or something.
0: Now I know I you know, for Damon and I, we have good barbecue around us everywhere. So it's it's not as big of a deal for us. But in my mind I think to myself, Okay, if I were to rank all of the restaurants and all of the countries at, at at in World Showcase, I feel like Liberty Inn is dead last. Like it's just not like all the other countries have like I feel like special food, right? Food that is unique to those countries, and I just feel like ours is just basic. Like I'm almost offended yeah. as American, I want as an American, like I want something cooler there.
2: <laughs> so. you, you can be in a mood for the for the food at any of the other pavilions and be like, yeah, you know, I want Mexican, I want Italian, I want like you can do that, but then. I want American. Mm, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't want a burger. Like <laughs> you get
0: yeah. a burger anywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think this is a good change. I'm excited for it. I don't really think that that many people are attached to this restaurant and are going to be sad about it, right? I mean,
2: yeah. I and actually, did we mention what it's going to be called? It's. I well, love this. Go ahead. The Regal Eagle Smokehouse, <laughs> which.
0: It's a great name.
2: It's funny because we we have a local pub here in uh, in Calgary called the Regal Beagle. So I'm sure I'm That's going funny. to be confusing the two.
0: I just I like it. I I love that it's called the Regal Eagle. I, I'm kind of hoping they do something with Sam the Eagle, like incorporating Sam the Eagle into it somewhere. Yeah, because I think that would be fun.
2: Wait, wasn't wasn't the Regal Beagle? Wasn't that from Three's Company as well?
0: I don't uh, know. <laughs> you guys probably didn't watch Three's Company. I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I've seen like, it. I, I don't remember though.
2: I thought the, that was Regal the Beagle or Regal, or Regal Eagle. I think it was the Regal Beagle. Now I'm sure that I'm bring thinking it up. about, I'll oh, have I gotta look it up now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we lost Damon. He's disappeared on us. Oh. Okay. Well, goodbye to Damon. <laughs> I bet you he accidentally closed the window and just <laughs> just disappeared.
2: Probably. <laughs> That's but, okay. Yeah. That's it, okay. It's okay though, because yeah, Damon has to go to bed earlier than us due to other obligations, so we we understand.
0: Oh, Damon just sent me a text message that his power went out. Oh, jeez, of course. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> so, all right. Well, he had to go anyway. So, um, you know, we'll say our goodbyes to Damon here. Um,
2: so the website might be down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but no. So store dot dot com. Check it out. But um, but yeah, we're we're, we're working on it. Um, but so, yeah, no, I'm excited about this. I just, I, I think it'd be fun if they did something with Sam, the Eagle in there too. Um, just cause I mean, I, you could never have enough, um, you know, Muppets, Muppets. you can never have enough Muppets and you know, I, I, I love, we've talked about this before. I love that little show they do. Um, you know, and, um. Uh, Liberty Square with uh, the, the Muppets, you know, the tribute to all countries, but you know, but mostly but, America, but mostly America. Yeah. Like <laughs> if they did that, if they did something like that there, I think that would be amazing. But yeah. you know, it, it's kind of cool. Cause there's a lot of new stuff coming to the American adventure. Now they're going to move out to Disney there and they're going to revamp the restaurant. It feels, it feels like a, a good, good change. You know, it, it,
2: for for me, it was, you know, y- you don't go to the world showcase in America mm-hmm. To go to the American Pavilion. Does that make sense? Oh yeah,
0: no, you're totally right.
2: Like, 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 yeah, for, for me it was always, we always just walked right by the American Pavilion because it was like, yeah, we're, we're here already. We don't need to, we don't need to look at this. And this is also speaking as a Canadian too. Like it's, it, it was never that interesting. But yeah, the fact that, you know, there's a new restaurant and there's, they're finding more reasons to go there. Yeah, I will, I will actually stop in there and have a look now because we've overlooked it kind of like we over I'm sure some people will be disappointed or maybe not but I don't
0: know
2: we overlook the Canadian pavilion too we we went and we watched the show there once and same thing like like we see the Canadian pavilion and we're like yeah we know like we, we, <laughs> we I, get I, it we know I, I can it. buy roots um gear at the mall like it, it's <laughs> it's nothing special so, do you, can I,
0: I've always wondered this. So, yeah, I, I want to ask you this, Trevor, as a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I go in the Canadian store and I see like Canadian maple syrup in there. Does that feel like stereotypical? Like, oh, of course they have maple syrup. They're Canadian, you know, Canada, they're Canadians. They have maple syrup in there. Does that feel like weird to you mm. or no? Like, does that, it doesn't feel like it's a stereotype or anything?
2: No, actually, the the funny thing about maple syrup, I mean, you can buy it at any grocery store, but a lot of people like when you go to the airport, they have it in the duty free shop because a lot of people like to buy maple syrup as kind of a souvenir thing, like to bring yeah. to back to friends and in, in the states or wherever they're they're going. So it, so yeah, I, I guess it is kind of a of a Canadian trope, but. Honestly, maple syrup is really good. Like, it's true. like it's after true. you've had maple syrup on a pancake, you don't want anjamimas on your pancake anymore.
0: Well, and you also you <laughs> sent me like these maple syrup cookies one time, yes. yeah, and I was exactly. <laughs> they were like the greatest thing ever. And I my my stepfather ate them and literally was so enamored with them. He's like. He's like, can you buy these anywhere in the United States? I'm like, no. And he goes, we should start a business where we import these and sell them. I'm like, I don't know if everybody's <laughs> going to be as into it as you. Um, but they were good. I mean, they were really good. Don't get me wrong. But it was.
2: <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it, it's funny that literally the I picked those up at the grocery store. I know. That's, that's so, funny. right? Yeah. It's, so, yeah, it, it, the maple syrup thing, it, it's, it's funny because it is just a thing. It's not. Yeah, it, it's, it's not normal special. It's just maple syrup. But yeah. when it's not there, you notice. <laughs> exactly
0: exactly so back to what we were talking about anyway uh so liberty Inn is closing on july 8th which is coincidentally when you will hear this podcast so if you're downloading it the day that it comes out which is july 8th uh so too late uh, yep too late you missed it (laughs) um if you were really sad about missing you know uh, some burgers and and uh hot dogs but you know like i said I'm excited for, for when they're refreshing stuff, especially with a, a concept this good. Um, and, and they're also doing craft beer at this place too. So it's, it's Regal Eagle Smokehouse, craft, craft drafts and barbecue. Um, I, I love the name. I thought Regal Eagle is very cool. I just, it's that like feels like very old school America kind of name mm-hmm. to it. Like, and I just, I, I love it. It's like a good so, pub,
2: right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, and I hope they really, because when you go into that restaurant now, it's not super themed. Like it's you know it's it's kind of a room. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's I, I hope they like do it up somehow. Like do like some sort of old school, like kind of like um Liberty Tree Tavern is. Do something like that, you know. Yeah. where You make it kind of like look like it's very old and, and colonial. You know? Yeah, very colonial. Those are the words I was looking for. Yeah, colonial. I I hope they do that because I think that would be really cool. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what this looks like. I, I, they, I don't think they've said when it's going to reopen, but I, my assumption is that this isn't going to be a huge project. So I can't imagine it's going to take that long. I don't know. Well,
2: but I would hope it would be open by October, November. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I would think I'll, so. I'll see if I can smell anything when I walk by. That'll really be, <laughs> that's how <laughs> I'll know.
0: <laughs> I guess it depends on like what the, like how much They're doing right. I know it says yeah. they're building a new patio where you can eat outside, which is nice. Um, you know, so that's cool. But I, I don't know what else they're doing on the inside. Um, you know, it can't be that difficult to add a smoker in and change the menu and all that fun stuff like that seems to me like a month unless they're doing something way more extensive. So I will, we'll, I guess we'll find out, but um, I, I'm, I'm psyched for this. I'm, I'm all for it. And I, honestly, I haven't seen anybody whining about it on Facebook. So I think, uh, I think everybody's okay with
2: this. Yeah. So. I don't think anybody misses burgers. So no, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, and I, I you know, I, I don't think, you know, people get attached to a lot of things, but I don't know if anybody's really attached to this one. So yeah. except maybe that drunk guy that was chanting USA in in there. I, I, I do well, hope he, they he continue. can still get his drink. Yeah, he can still get his drink and he can get some craft beers. And I, I hope they do continue to do the, the little thing that they – I don't know if you've ever seen it because it sounds like you haven't been in there. But they have like a little, you know, like the little uh, like Revolutionary War, like drummer guys come out and do like a little drumming thing. And, uh, you know, there's a little fun thing that's to that. And I, I hope they keep that. I think that would be neat. But who knows? We'll have to see. Hmm. So um, do you want to say anything else about this before we move on to the next one?
2: No, I think I think we've covered barbecue about as extensively as we can right now.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good to know. That's, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to put Regal Eagle as one of the, uh, the titles of the show just because I like the, t- I just like it so much. Just going to put Regal Eagle as one of the things for, <laughs> even though we haven't talked about it that much compared to the rest of the show. Um, so anyway, uh, water bottle refill, st- refill stations are starting to pop up around Disney and I'm, I'm here for it, right? This is like
2: <laughs> five years too late in my opinion.
0: It is way late, right? Yeah. But you know what I honestly think this is though? I, I think this is everything to do with their wanting to cut down on single use uh, waste. Like yeah. I think this is very much an environmental thing for
2: them. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's funny. Like when we go, we, we take, uh, we have, um, contigo water bottles that we bring with us, like the, the nice big ones, right? And I, I'll usually try and find a fountain to fill them up at because the fountains are, are like, they're, they're nice and cold. I know I could go get the ice water from the, the, uh, quick service, but like you're saying though, is it's like, I don't feel good about, you know, I've got my refillable bottle and then I'm getting a plastic cup or a paper cup full of water to dump into my water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's just, yeah, like I. It's wasteful. Yeah, the, these water, these refill stations. You know, as long as it's good filtered water and it's cold, like. I well, put and they're them installing everywhere. brand <laughs> new ones, so
0: they should be filtered and they should be cold, right? Yeah. So, um, and and so just for reference, to everybody here, this so one is a one is open or or already open. It's already installed at Cosmic Rays, um, and then one has also been installed at the new entrance of Hollywood Studios. So if you've been to Hollywood Studios, you've seen what they redid at the entrance. There's also one there. Um, and what we're talking about with the refill stations, if you haven't seen one, there's a, there's the water fountains. And then above it, there's like a place where you put your bottle and then a, a a much heavier stream of water comes out and fills your bottle up really quickly. And it even has a little counter there to say how many bottles of water, uh how many bottles you've saved by filling that up. And, and I'm sure that number is going to, uh, it's going to be like a buzz light year for a lot of people when they scale out at nine nine <laughs> I'm sure after about two months that thing's going to max out. <laughs> so, um, But no, I think this is a great trend. I hope they continue to do it because it, it sounds, you know, I, I've argued with people on Facebook about this before, right? Because a lot of companies will be like, Oh, we do stuff for the environment and it's really just good PR stuff. You know, they do the easy stuff. Um, but, you know, honestly, Disney does some stuff that costs them money. In this case, this is something that can cost them some money, Uh, you know, with bottled water. Um, you know, I, uh, the paper straws are a good example. A lot of people hate the paper straws. Guess what? Paper straws cost more money than plastic straws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they cost more. So it's not something they did to be cheap. It's something they legitimately did for environmental responsibility. So, you know, and this is another one of those things. They are going to lose some money on this to put these out there. But it's the right thing to do, and it's the smart thing to do, and I think it'll make guests
2: happy. So, I, I guess smiley well, is it really going to cost them anything? Because, like, they already have the water fountains in place. It's just – Better water fountains? I yeah, don't know. <laughs> It's in addition to the water fountain. I mean, I, yeah. I guess I would kind of lump it in as, you know, that this is like a, you know, they would have to upkeep the water fountains at some point. So it's like, while we're upkeeping them, Hey, let's install a water bottle station as well.
0: Right. Yeah. I guess, I guess my point is like an overall thing. If it's easier to fill a bottle of water, maybe you're less likely to buy a bottle of water.
2: That's true too. Yeah. I guess they're, they're, they are sacrificing, you know, people paying for bottles of water, but honestly, I, I would never pay for a bottle of water there unless I was absolutely desperate. <laughs> oh no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, yeah, it sucks because yeah, the, the the bottles are are really expensive for where you are. But I understand it's a theme park and all that. But
0: well, I when I when you find that one water fountain at Disney, like when you find that one that's cold. It's just like, oh, I found, I found something awesome. I I, I almost,
2: I almost don't want to give up my secret one, but I'm sure other people know where it is. Oh, I know,
0: I know (laughs) of a couple. I know of a couple of them because, yeah, and you always know those two because there's like a line there. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well,
2: no, see here, here's the thing. The one that I go to, there's never anybody there. Oh, okay. And it's. Yeah.
0: Don't get, you can't give it away. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, but one of them is the Tangle Bathrooms. One of them is the Tangle Bathrooms. Just gonna throw it out the ta-
2: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Tangle Bathrooms, are always busy though, right?
0: Yeah, Tangle the- Bathrooms are probably the best bathrooms at Magic Kingdom. I would say definitely the best bath- bathrooms mm-hmm. at Magic Kingdom, but they also have cold water fountains there too, so.
2: Yes, and, and there is, there is a few other places in Magic Kingdom that have good water fountains. One in particular, I will, every time I go by there, even if my water's not empty, I will go back there and fill it up because it's nice and cold and, and I know that there, like, there's never a lineup back there for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, but I, you know, the thing about this is these are great though too, because it's so much easier to fill up the bottle than, you know, just yeah. trying to fill your bottle up, you know, with some of these low pressure ones that are, you know, trying to get your bottle underneath there and have You're it. You're like a 30 and, degree angle. Yeah. And you it. never <laughs> get it fully full because, you yeah. know, it has to be, you know, it has to be at an angle.
2: Yeah, no, I'm 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 all for this. I I hope that every single water fountain has one of these installed over the next however long it takes them to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. I totally yeah. agree. Um, so a couple. This is you know this sounds boring, but uh there's some transportation news. <laughs> this isn't boring.
2: I, I think this is great. I think it's great too. Yeah. I think it's
0: great too. You want to read this one? I, I did the last one.
2: Yeah. So so Disney has announced uh, refurbished buses with phone charging. So. There's going to be new Disney Transport Sensational Six buses hitting the roads of Walt Disney World starting this month. Uh, these new buses will feature the likeness of Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto, and it's a fairly like it's it's a full wrap of the bus, so like you'll you'll know when these buses are coming. Um, I, I really like the the wraps that they did on them. Each of these new Disney Transport buses will have USB ports for guests to charge their devices and Wi-Fi for guests to stay connected. Uh, I these are good, but I have issues with these things. <laughs>
0: I, you have you have issues with the charging part, right? That's, well, and <laughs> the
2: Wi-Fi too. Honestly, I mean, it, oh really? So, I, I mean, I I do I do use Wi-Fi when I'm on vacation, but I'm also very um cautious of what I do when I'm on that Wi-Fi. Um, mm-hmm. same thing with the charging. So, I I, I guess for the those that um, have, have read this article already. I've, I've commented on other um, places on Facebook about this is that, um, you know, whether it's a Disney bus or not, it's more of a general thing about ch- using a public USB charging station is dangerous because if you have, um, most people don't think about, um, the cable that they bring with them. They don't bring a power only cable. They bring a cable that can do power and data. And then they plug into one of these USB charging stations, thinking that it's just doing power. But the problem is, is that there's people out there that want to get a hold of data for users, whether it's, you know, to compromise or to sell or whatever, like, like, you know, the, these unsavory hacker types. And they will put things over top of these USB chargers that, like, they don't necessarily have to pull the charger apart. They just put another face over top of it and you plug into that thinking that it's the face of the USB charger. It's like and a then, credit card skimmer. Yeah, same idea. And so, so then you plug in, if you have a data cable on your phone, you're now plugged into this thing. And if they've got it set up the right way, it's, you know, pulling data off of your phone, which is, it's sad that we have to think about things like this. But, um, like I said, my only caution around this kind of thing is, you know, it's great that there's more places offering USB charging. Um, I think it's worth either investing in ensuring that you have a data only cable, like very specifically look for that. Or there's, um, there is, you mean a charging
0: only cable? Yeah. Yeah. Only cable. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Or sorry. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, You said data only. And I was like,
0: wait, that's the opposite of what you want. Yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah, A non-data cable. So yeah. charge only cable or, um, there's, uh, there's little devices you can get which block data. So again, it doesn't matter which cable you plug in, the, the, it's a, it's an extra dongle that goes on your cable that blocks data from going through on the USB and it only allows power through. So that's my only issue with these kinds of things is that, you know, it's great that it's happening, but it also makes people a little more relaxed about personal security, which to me as an IT guy, I have to think about security all the time. So. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it's just I one guess, more thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and I guess the, you know, and first of all, let's, let's be clear that the Wi-Fi and the bus part is still technically rumored. Disney did not announce that with their announcement, but it's been reported by a lot of Disney sites, um, that that's, that is coming. And, and I bet, I guess bus drivers have been told, telling people that too. Um, so I, that was not announced in the official announcement, but apparently it is something they're working on. So. That and, one might not be ready for primetime yet, and, <laughs> so, and even at
2: that, I, like I don't know how good Wi-Fi would be on a Disney bus. Anyway, it's
0: a good question. It's a really I mean, good question. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, I, I, I my assumption is they really want you using. You know, the obviously the MDE app, you know, the My Disney Experience app while you're on those buses, you know, doing fast passes, checking your schedule, that kind of thing. That would be maybe why they would put the Wi-Fi there. But, you know, obviously people are going to use it for other things. I doubt it's going to be fast enough to, like, stream a movie on Netflix. You know, like, I yeah. don't think that's something you're going to be able to do. But I, it probably be, will be good enough for you to check, you know, what your fast passes are for the day on the way to the park. So.
2: I, I guess that does bring up a good point is that they could actually prioritize traffic going to My Disney Experience. So if you try yeah. to do anything else, it's going to be, you know, not good, but then super slow. <laughs> yeah. But then my Disney experience runs okay. But even for me, honestly, I, I always make sure I have a data plan.
0: Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. Uh, I, I, I you know, I don't, I don't usually use the wifi when I'm in the parks. I just don't because it's. I find it to be kind of unreliable. I've got a limited data anyway, so it just doesn't doesn't bother me. I just use yeah, you know, and, I just use data.
2: And, and some of the buildings, I I find that the Wi-Fi doesn't reach into them anyway. So like, I'll I've had it where like I, I use Hangouts to talk to my wife, and so like you know we're talking back and forth on Hangouts, and then we'll, I'll go into a queue, and then when I come out, it's like there's like five messages from her because I was in the queue and oh yeah, and, and yeah. yeah the Wi-Fi didn't go off. So I, yeah, I just stopped using the Wi-Fi after I think it was a couple of years ago. I figured out, I was like, it's not worth it to do that. But I mean, I, I guess it's good. Like, like you said, you know, it's good for the, for them to have the option there on the buses as well. But yeah. uh, for myself, I'm, I'm just a little more suspicious of it too. Cause I, I, I guess even like on a Disney bus, it would be hard for somebody to get in and uh, get in and compromise it, or it'd be harder than <laughs> like going to a Starbucks and
0: yeah, yeah, I would yeah. think so. I doubt anybody's going to be, you know, bringing a laptop on the on the bus with them, you know, like that's... <laughs> you,
2: actually, you would
0: be surprised. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, but like that just seems like a huge pain. I, I don't know. I, but I, I, I like the color schemes of these. I think they look cool. Um, I, I like the, the new interiors too. Like they, they, they have like a faux wood floor going on on the floor. Yeah. Um, and the seats look a little nicer and more comfortable. So it, it's it looks like a really nice upgrade all around. So that's a good thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, that hopefully this combined with the Skyliner will, uh you know, more buses, more transportation. I, yeah. I would I because I, I I guess that's the thing is, you know, they they've said, you know, they're rolling up these new buses. I I would guess that they are running alongside some of the older ones. Like, it's not like they're they're taking out older ones when they bring in these new ones.
0: I got the impression that these were current buses they were just reskinning and redoing. Oh okay. I thought I thought yeah. these were
1: brand
2: new.
0: Okay. I don't know they could new. be. I I don't know. I mean I they, they didn't I I don't think they really said if they were or not. But um you know, I just kind of got the impression they were just redoing the graphics on the outside and just, you know, refurbing them on the inside cuz I you know, they they have still some of those older buses in rotation. You still see them out there. Um, you know, and they, they never even bothered to really, you know, skin them into the, into the newer color scheme, like that silver and red that they have going on. Um, you know, so you still see some of those out there, but I, I don't know. I, I you know, it could be new buses. I mean, it could be more, right.
2: but hmm.
0: the other thing is with the monorail, uh, monorail silver, um, had a whole like redo, right. They redid the whole interior. They redid the paint on it. Um, You know, maybe it doesn't smell like a barnyard anymore. I don't know. (laughs) That was going to be my my next
2: question is, (laughs) how's the smell? (laughs) How's
0: the smell? Mm. I mean, it seems like they reupholstered everything and they redid like carpets and all the design and everything. Here's my question with this. Are these all cosmetic things? Because to me, that redoing all that stuff makes it seem like they're not buying new monorail trains anytime soon or it's, you know, years away. And if they're going to do that, if they're going to redo them like that, are they also going to redo the internal pieces so it's a little more reliable? I don't know. I mean, I would think that feels like a full overhaul of the train. And my assumption would be that the internal parts are being overhauled, too. I don't know.
2: Well, I I wouldn't put um, new monorails and a refurbish of old monorails in the same bucket, personally. Okay. Because... Even when they bring in the new monorails, it's not like the old ones are going to get instantly decommissioned. So, That's true.
0: That's a fair point.
2: Yeah. So, so I think, I think you know, this is probably something that was just due regardless. Is that the, the the monorails needed some some touching up, and I think it's an overall thing, kind of like you know, along like it's the same as the buses, right? Is that you know yeah. they're seeing somewhere on the buses and on the monorails, and they're going. Yeah, you know, we we need to, you know, spruce these things up regardless of we know that you know the the new monorails are coming next year or whatever, but the old ones will still run alongside it for a while. Like I yeah, yeah I, I I I'm expecting that more of the monorails will get refurbishments and th- I I wouldn't count out the new ones at this point. Until they officially say we're not buying new ones, which... I
0: mean, I feel like they have to buy new ones. There's not yeah. a choice in this, right? I mean, they're already like at least ten years over their their lifespan that they were. Spe- I mean, yeah. they're, they're pretty far past it at this point. So. He,
2: here, here's uh, sorry, rampant speculation tangent Ooh. here. Um, we
0: need like a, we need like a little like uh, like sound or something like a little siren yeah, where it's like rampant spec. Yeah, spe- yeah, yeah. <laughs> just need like a little sound effect there. Yeah. will see what I can get.
2: i been speculation. <laughs> I like it. So so because the monorails are so overdue, do you suppose if the Skyliner did well enough that the actual monorail line could get a full decommission and mm. get replaced with Skyliners?
0: That's a good question, Trevor. I So I have seen some rumors out there that they purposely left the the way the Skyliner has been built is there is room for expansion, mm-hmm. that there is a, a a potential Phase 2 to the Skyliner if it, if it ends up working out well, which includes extending it to, like, Animal Kingdom and some of the other hotels. And then I saw that there's also a potential Phase 3, which includes expanding it to Magic Kingdom. I don't think they would ever decommission the monorails fully because... I'll tell you why. One reason's money, okay? And the way, reason I say money is because... The monorail premium on those resorts around Magic Kingdom is a real thing. They charge you a lot more money to have, be on that monorail, and it is it is a really nice convenience. Also, I, I mean, what would they do? Would they tear it all down? I mean, what do they do with the contemporary? Like, they just board it up, and, you know, like, that's, I feel like that's such a yeah. feature of that hotel, you know?
2: Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, I I wasn't even thinking about the contemporary specifically. I was just looking. Overall. Yeah, yeah, but then I guess you also have the track that goes around Spaceship Earth and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, that would be a big, yeah, I just, I don't think they ever get rid of it. I I don't think that's, I think that's one of those things that's like, uh, let's call it a small world thing. Right where, yeah. it Doesn't matter how old it gets. It doesn't matter if if new things have come along that are better. It's always going to be there because it was Walt's thing. He was all into monorails. Um, it's worth noting, you know, he used it's to be
2: still he, there at Disneyland.
0: Yeah, it's still there at Disneyland. I mean, you know, if if you read into these things, originally the first monorail he went on was actually a suspended monorail. Mm-hmm. Um, but it but he felt like uh, I believe I read that he he got motion sick on it, or his wife got motion sick on it and um because it swung a little bit too much i guess when you went around corners but um but yeah so and then you ended up with the you know the not suspended monorail but but anyway that's that was one of those things where it's like you know that was an original walt thing that i feel like they can't get rid of i i feel that way with the carousel progress too i don't feel like they can get rid of that no matter what they do i do think i i have a hunch that they're going to announce an update to that uh, at d23 this year i just I get a feeling that that's the redoing Tomorrowland. I just get a feeling that that's going to be part of it. But um, anyway, it's an aside. But I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I, I think the way that the parks are going now and with all the stuff that's opening over the next five years, I think they're in, in a space where they need to be all of the above as opposed to, you know, adding instead something. Of, and re- instead
2: yeah. of replacing, it's, yeah. you know, have all of the things.
0: Exactly. Hmm. Uh, that's that's kind of what my feeling is the the more transportation they can have the better so even if they did extend the the skyliner to magic kingdom at some point i think they'd still keep the monorail i think that would still exist i don't think they'd get rid of it
2: that i hope you're right and that that would be crazy because you know walking on magic kingdom you have buses you have ferries you have the monorail and then if you have the skyliner
0: (laughs) it'd be amazing that's so much transportation yeah that's
2: just crazy (laughs) it's a lot yeah. But
0: the, those gondolas are fairly easily extend, uh, you know, expandable. So, oh, yeah. you know, so that way more so than the monorail, because the thing you always hear people is like, oh, I wish they would extend the monorail. Not that easy. The, you know, the monorail is super expensive to expand, expand. But also think about this. Like, if you want to make another connection point into Epcot, it's not as easy as just saying, oh, we're just going to use the existing station. You literally would have to build in it like you'd have to exte- like you have to rebuild have the whole lines. station. Yeah, yeah, you have to build a whole new beam in that station and a whole new loop. It's monorails go, you know, they go in two directions, but essentially they can't really go off that established track. Not that the gondolas can't, but it's it's just a little bit it's just a little bit different. Um, and it's just it takes up a lot more space. You know, you could put these gondolas in small spaces. Those those stations are huge for the for the monorail. So, I, I I understand the sentiment behind expand the monorail, forget the gondolas. I get it because I love the monorail as much as everybody else does. But I also just think from practic- from a practical perspective, I just don't think it's there. And and that's just what and just especially especially with how expensive it is. Um, And how unreliable it is at this point, you know, (laughs) so they're moving something to to, uh, the Skyliner that is super reliable, super high capacity, um, you know, and, and you also have to look at it this way, too. The monorail is a problem too, where if one thing breaks, if one train breaks, the whole system's down, right? It's, you you have to stop the whole system. That's not how it works with the gondolas. If one of the lines stops, the rest of them can continue to function. Or, you know, if, and it's, it's the, it's not the ride vehicles that, you know, would break on those. It would, it's the, it's the actual stations. So it's a different thing. It's, it's a lot easier to fix. It's a lot easier to bring people in. It's more reliable. It's just, it's a, it's a whole different kind of thing, you know? So anyway.
2: Yeah. Sorry. I, I kind of invoked a whole tangent there. With, it's with a, You know what? Thoughts. That's what we
0: but, do. And yeah. you know, the funny <laughs> thing is going into this episode, I was worried we weren't going to have enough content. We have too much. So let's cover this of last course. thing quickly so we can wrap this thing up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the, what is this? The Grand Destin Tower? Coronado Grand Spring. Destino, I believe. Grand yes. Destino. That doesn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh i see that there's a typo there yeah, the yeah. grand typo tower at coronado springs oh my wow. bad that's my typo <laughs> oh oh i failed okay that's my fault sorry trevor
0: for making it look bad <laughs> either way that
2: th- this place will have smart tvs this is what we're saying
0: <laughs> smart tvs though that can show like your photo pass photos and like you know show you fast pass information and stuff like that
2: yeah so so we had talked about this yeah. prior that that them bringing these uh these smart rooms into the hotels where um yeah so it's a smart tv kind of like having a, a google home in yep. your uh in your hotel room where you can ask it questions you know you can find a Bus information, weather information. You can check out your fast passes, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, oh, I, I like this tag here. the The additional features will include a full library of seven free on demand Disney <laughs> seven. movies. What? Wow. <laughs> seven? What? <Yeah>. Seven
0: whole movies?
2: <laughs> that's amazing. I, but, but supposedly,
0: once Disney Plus rolls out, they're going to include that. So <laughs> yeah, so so
2: that that right there, I think is that's a huge sell. You know, you, you oh, know. Yeah. Having, I mean, when I I go to Disney, I pretty much turn on the Disney channels like Disney XD or or whatever they are. And yeah, I just, I watch Disney stuff. So having on-demand Disney, I think, is a nice perk as well. Well, that eliminates too. If they do that, that
0: completely eliminates the DVD rentals thing that we can do now. Like that's, it makes it completely irrelevant to have that.
2: Is there... I guess how many places still even do the DVD rentals? I know the DVC resorts do, but does I
0: don't know if anywhere does it outside the DVC resorts. Maybe we're talking as privileged DVC members that don't stay in regular people hotels anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But But, I know all the DVC resorts still have
2: it. What'd you say? I don't even care about DVD rentals as it is. You
0: know what though? I did it one time. So we we were going to Hollywood Studios the next day, and we had like a fast pass for like the Frozen show. And we, this is when we took my mom. My mom's like, I've never seen Frozen. I was like, all right, well, let's go get Frozen. So I just went and got Frozen and we watched Frozen. So like, you know, like that was the only time I did it, but I, w- I think I would do it with my, you know, have that with my daughter. But if there's going to be Disney plus in all the rooms, then, you know, it makes DVD rental pointless. <laughs>
2: so yeah. Yeah. Like I said, for, for us, it's, you know, we, we turn on Disney XD and it's like, you know, we just watch whatever's on. It's not like we're, we're hunting yeah. for specific things, but you know, having, having that library where, um, where, yeah, I can go and, and, you know, turn on DuckTales or turn on whatever show I'm into at the time. I, that's kind of nice. Like the, the on-demand aspect, I think, is really good. So
0: Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. So uh, I hope they roll this out everywhere. I think this is a good idea.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, Coronado Springs is uh, pretty close to the Riviera. You know, just saying.
0: <laughs> hmm? Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> that new tower does look really nice. I'm not going to lie. It does. Yeah. It's really, really nice um so and i you know i i saw a thing out there one of the dvc websites a hypothetical of should dvc start offering moderate resorts and i want to talk about that i think it's an interesting conversation but we're going to save it for another one because we don't have time anymore yeah so,
2: we, we need all three of us here to talk about it and you know yeah. hopefully when yeah not when damon has a power outage so
0: yeah that's exactly right yeah. so uh, right. why don't we go ahead and wrap this up trevor
2: yeah for sure so Um, as usual, uh, you guys keep sending us emails and, uh, if you want to send us more emails, you can do so at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, as you heard, you know, we, 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 listen to you guys. Um, we love hearing your takes on some of the stuff that, that we talk about as well as, you know, um, hearing about things going on at Disneyland or other parks because we, uh, we can't be everywhere ourselves. So yeah, keep the emails coming. Um, we also like, um, we love getting your questions. We love, uh, some of you guys have reached out to us, you know, wanting to know about, um, buying DVC points or, you know, different ways to use your DVC points. We love those kind of questions too, because it gives us something to talk about and it gives us new ways to explore how DVC works as well. So, um, keep that kind of stuff coming. And as usual, if, uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, we are, uh, at Welcome Home Podcast and we also have Twitter and Instagram, which is Welcome Home Pod and Welcome Home Picks. Uh, if you want to buy some of our merchandise, you can do so, as we said earlier, at store.welcomehomepodcast.com. Uh, check out our t-shirts. There's mugs, uh, no hats yet. As we said, we don't, uh, um, that we're not selling the hats yet through that storefront. So we're
0: stay tuned for that we'll figure that
2: out yeah and uh, outside of that uh, we um, we had talked about it before you know maybe the hats might be something that we only do when we're going on trips or for special things we don't know yet but uh, we'll, at
0: least we'll the really cool hats we might be able <laughs> yeah. to get just some like printed hats that are a little bit different but the the stitch hats are a little bit difficult to get so
2: <laughs> they are yeah yeah unfortunately they're they're we, we, we don't quite have the, uh, the, uh, demand to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely check out our storefront. Cause, uh, um, I personally, I think the, the stuff that we have on there is nice. Like, like it's really nice stuff. So, um, I hope that, uh, our listeners would enjoy it as well. And
0: yep. I'll tell you too. Sorry, Trevor, don't mean to interrupt you. Right yeah. now, it's just basic. It's just our logo. We are going to be adding some fun DVC kind of shirts in the future, um, you know, like different different kinds of shirts that aren't necessarily just our logo if you don't want to just rock our logo. So uh, we'll add more fun stuff to that as we go. Maybe, you know, recurring show things and and things like that. So
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, continue. Yep. And, and yeah, I was going to say also, you know, if uh, anybody who does buy our stuff, you know, um, I, I kind of want to put it out to you guys, you know, send us a pic of your shirt somewhere else. Like, you know, you're in your hometown or at like, like somewhere cool in your city or whatever. I I would love to see all the places that we got our listeners wearing our gear. Like, yeah, I think
1: that would Especially be Especially
2: nice. if
0: you're one <laughs> of those Kuwaiti listeners, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, we have a lot of overseas listeners, you know, somebody that, you know, listening in Europe or, you know, we have a lot of Canadian listeners, uh, you know, any, anywhere, I, I don't mean to say, you know, like. Canada's far away, Trevor, but (laughs) we are, but (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. We're far away from each other, but you know, (laughs) but anyway, iTunes (laughs) reviews. (laughs) Yes.
2: Um, yeah. So as usual, um, we do ask for reviews on iTunes because it does help the podcast become more visible. So it, it ensures that when other people are searching for it, we can, uh, we can be one of the top podcasts that people are looking for if they, if they want Disney DVC podcasts. Um, also if you do leave us a review, we, we get some amusing ones that we don't quite understand because, um, y- you know, if you have feedback, give us feedback. Don't just say, you know, you know, I had a hot dog for breakfast and I gave you one star. So <laughs> <laughs> have we got one of those, <laughs> but we got something similar to that. It was like, it wasn't anything related to the podcast. And then they, they didn't give us, or they gave us like a one star review. So i don't um, know <laughs> <laughs> i i just saw a recent one that i hold on let's see if i can find it really quickly <laughs> but,
0: but there was a funny one that just came up too actually i i i love i love reading the the uh the uh, reviews because i just i find them pretty funny but <laughs> so oh my gosh i mean so wait we, we got a five star review love the show five star reviews but get damon a better mic get david a better mic it sounds like he's joining the show with a soup can and a string that is hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> you person, sir or madam. That is that is very funny. Thank you we, for that. <laughs> we will
2: we will send Damon a brand new Campbell soup can just for that. Yeah,
0: we're, we're gonna, gonna upgrade his soup can to one of the chunky ones, you know, the yeah. bigger ones, so just to make it a little bit better. Better string. We're gonna get it up there. So that's the kind of stuff we like. But at least we still got five stars, so we appreciate but, that.
2: But th- that that is valuable feedback. I mean, and yes, that that is relevant. So of we course. do appreciate that. But it's still fun. To read it,
0: (laughs) it is is for sure. So, uh, and of course, uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any app that has podcasts. You can even find us on iHeartRadio. We're everywhere that you can find podcasts. Search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says DVC and Disney. Of course, as always, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. So talk to our DVC representative, a cast member, call Disney directly for more information about anything we talked about today. Um, A big thank you to uh, uh, DVC Rental Store for sponsoring this episode. We really appreciate them and uh, would appreciate if you support the people that support us. Um, of course, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon.
2: This is Skipper Albert Awald, the
0: voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a huddle when we hit a chair How she can cuddle is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole Found her in a sugar bowl Look out, there comes my ball and chain